Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Special treat for everybody. Uh, sitting in with us today, BL. How you doing? Brenda Lee, back on the job. On a bag of Kit Kats and some gluten-free whole wheat fish crackers. That doesn't make sense, but welcome back to the show today. Uh, BL was out with us last night at the Unmasked. Uh, meeting and greeting and oh good you're still wearing mm-hmm. your pass. Mm-hmm. What do you make it out with? Making out with Jim Florentine's <laughs> picture. God, is that one hot piece of ass? You like you like the Jim Florentine? Huh? He's beautiful. He's mm-hmm. one of the and I don't want to gross the guys out, but man, he is one of the prettiest, most handsome men up close. You know how everybody gets up close and they just get a little odd looking. I had no idea that. So up close <laughs> is normally bad, and in this case, Jim Florentine, he came through for you. Come on, I got holes. In my face and gross, ratty hair. But no, he handsome man. I'm glad he's married because I'd be getting that ass tapped like he was on a yacht with a heroin needle, right, Spanish none, Johnny from the that, call girl. None oh, of that. Sorry. You're trying oh, to pull back something from no, the past, not. and no. and you didn't do it correctly. No, sir. If you're going to steal, make it work. <laughs> but BL is here today. I give you full credit because you're out hanging out, partying last night, and you made it back in here on time today. The Unmasked uh, at the stand last night, and I got to go out of my way to thank Christine for this because she put that thing together. It was just, it was actually Chris and Christine. Chris on our side, where's everybody running off to? What happens if people just leave during the show, Bill? No, Christine, Christine was just. I'm just putting this. Would you take the board, Chris? Because Fez isn't into it today. She was she was running it like the field general. She was like Brett Favre on Monday Night Football when you go to bed and you think that, that you're you know they're three touchdowns behind. You wake up in the morning and damn, bam. Uh, I'm gonna just point out that never once did that happen. There no, was never. She's amazing. But, she was just poetry in motion. No, but I'm trying to say there was never a thing where we, we as a country went to bed and Brett Favre came back and scored four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. That yeah. he did. Yes, he did. Okay, let's find it. We don't need to bring up the yacht master. 
master Rolex in a shower. All right, okay, because, let's move on. You know, he took his penis out once. Still one of the best quarterbacks ever. All right, none of that has to do with the uh, mass shows, what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Christina, back to you. Yeah, back to <laughs> Christine. She did a great job for us, uh, came through. Now, um, Liz sets fire. No, I'm not going to have everybody move around. Fez lost the board. Liz sets fire. Uh-oh. This is a bad spot for him, too, when he goes to the computer. I'll go off the board for 200, Chuck. <laughs> That's Chuck Woolery. Back in two and two. That's nice callback from the 80s. Um, but it was great. Florentine was hysterical. He was fantastic. And uh, a great unmasked. We're going to be... Uh, giving out tickets today for the next uh, mask coming up in just a couple minutes. We'll have that announcement. But um, you, I, I can't tell you how much fun last night. Well, could was. we it tell was... you the the props that Ronnie B did, Fezzi? Didn't you think Ron did fantastic? Well, you you know, have... It doesn't have to be about me. This is about Florentine. Well, you never get compliments, but, but I, you I guys danced together. You guys would do an incredible show together on XM. You and Florentine. Well, I'm just pointing out, we were not dancing. We were doing an interview. Unbelievable. But, but it was very, very funny. Uh, we'll put that on next week. This week, no one likes to mention it and push it and stuff like that, but it's the Joan Rivers Unmasked will be airing uh, right here on uh, Sirius uh, XM. By the way, I'm looking over these Emmy nominations, and I'm so pissed that there's no uh, Amy Schumer nominations. I don't know why my gang didn't bring me that news pronto but i have been predicting not only just an emmy nomination an emmy win and uh nothing on it where's the uh plug sheet today oh here, right here right. no one else likes to do the plugs um joan rivers on mass playing this weekend on saturday 7 p.m eastern sunday 2 and 10 p.m eastern this uh unmasked is um well it's amazing it's amazing um she's to me, really, one of the one of the greats. What's the meat that you get into with her? Uh, what are the, some of the? I'm do you go into Ed, everybody? Edgar, her husband, and all that. Well, or? here's here's the points. Rather than you try to make it up, I'm going to give it to you. This is the point that really amazed me, because Jerry Lewis had gotten the mob after her. She had to hire security, armed security, to save her from Jerry Lewis's wrath. Who knew that Jerry Lewis uh, could not take a joke and sent her a letter threatening to have the mob take her out, beat her up. And she was, you know, she was frightened. It was like you with some of your ex-husbands. It's a frightening thing for a woman when a man says that they're going to beat her down. No Chris Stanley joke with the ex-husbands? One, two, three. No. Well, that's a couple the thing. Thousand. You know, Chris, you're a little tired today because you actually also did a hell of a job last night. And you did it drunk. And <laughs> there, i got to give you full credit for that. There was a lot of liquor flowing last night. Were you night. having Tito? Well, he was getting, uh, yeah, he was getting free liquor. And I thought, like, let him enjoy it. But I, I thought to myself, the unmasked itself is only an hour. Why doesn't he wait before he gets really hammered? Mm-hmm. Now, Liz Sets Fire was supposed to uh, drop in here last night. And BL, you went right to bed, right? I went home right after the show because my eyes were so watery tired just exhausted from we, and plus it was your it was you and your show it was your time with your listeners i love those guys and girls they were so you guys got the best town man maybe if you just wait for a second i was just setting you up where you went home you were going to give me a yes or no i was going to tell you what you missed oh yeah i went All home right, so liz says fire says this to us uh went to the cellar after you left saw big jay ogerson 
Mark Norman, then Aziz popped in and did a long set. And then Jeff Ross and David Tell closed out the show together. They were great. And then she does it only in New York. So she had such a great time, uh, but could not uh, get up by noon to come in here and hang out with us. Uh, Here's uh, Nick Nick in Alberta. Why isn't this one working, Chris? Is there something wrong with the phones here today? Maybe he's got some alcohol glued in the buttons uh, do, or something. Is that no? some? Chris, he has alcohol glued in the buttons. Ba- Kit Kat bars and the stuck? buttons. I wish I knew what a button was. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick in Alberta, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I just wanted to let you know, man, having BL on the air is like the greatest thing ever. I'm really enjoying it. Well, here's the, and this is the sad thing. I enjoy BL and her annoyances so much. And so many people uh, have written to me saying that they enjoy having you on the show because you bug the shit out of me and you annoy me and you take me out of my comfort zone. And they said no one else ever challenges you, Ron. It's so great to hear BL in there. So people are loving you. Aw, thanks, Ron. And I heard, thanks, it, all through, I heard it all through the, the BL. Is that PL? Is that PL? All last night. So people are very, very happy to have you here. Um, I'm going to take another run at this Jenny Hutt thing. See if I can get the two of you. You know, it's me. Yeah. She and I talked last night. She's kind of in a a place of depression. Maybe that's it. Oh, you did speak with her. Well, just by email. Okay. Uh, we both blamed everything on no offense, Chris. Oh, because <laughs> she didn't even know BL was going to be here. Yeah. You led me to believe that her and BL were going to, you know, hook up. You, you just got caught in a web of your lies. <laughs> I thought it would be a nice introduction to them, in per- in-person introduction on the Ron and Fez show. Every time that you get a thought like that, an original idea, yeah. stop yourself. Okay. Aww. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I is wrecked, the important thing. I wrecked it last night. You got so. me on menopause and poor Jenny just lost her mom, what, five years ago or six? six. I mean, come on. And every anniversary is rough on her, which anybody who Why does anybody parent. focus on bad anniversaries? It, Why have your own personal 9-11s? What is the point? You feel bad enough in life. I guess it feel you feel like you want to honor them and you miss them. Don't yeah, you miss you, dead people? I miss dead people. Yeah, but you think about them every day. You don't have to make a day up to feel especially bad. You know? What are you thinking? Oh, this is where the planet was on this uh, in relationship to the sun last year so i should bring it all back i think it's too much you gotta you know move on I life is for the living look at you bl if you ever slowed down you know what i mean and thought about the shit that's happened to you mm-hmm. oh it'd be goddamn awful yeah. you know you surviving you're a survivor <laughs> You are a survivor. It's been a bizarre life. You are a survivor. But here's the thing. And I like to say this. When people bitch me, they come and say, Oh, my life is so hard. I go, your life is hard. Look at BL. That old bag of bones has fucking put up with so much shit in her life. You know what? This could be... Actually, bad! But I do mean that. Jesus. I am... um, Seriously... I am a fan of what the fact that you you keep going, you keep it going. Uh, divorce after divorce, <laughs> car accidents, missing fucking digits on your fingers. But you know what? Yeah. You compare it at a lower level to a guy like Jim Kelly, 
Okay, I'm not. Let oh me make it clear. God, no, shut up, terrible. Stanley or Pepper or whatever the f your name is. I know he has too many names. Okay. Chris right. Stanley, Chris okay. Stanley. That's but the way name. you call yourself Pepper, no every fucking chance you get. I prefaced <laughs> it with at a lower level. I saw something on Jim Kelly how a bunch of people were saying, "Oh, he's had a horrible life." You go to Radio Row. Super Bowl, like nine years, the way I did with the, the the former sports chicks. That guy is the only person that needs twelve or fourteen people around him, like just a posse. And everybody loves Jim Kelly. Although you lose four Super Bowls, you he know feels why? he's had a blessed life. You know why? Is because like we relate. To the losers, yes. We look to the winners, but when you see somebody who loses big, that's the Rocky story. That's why the first Rocky story was so great. He lost, but he kept going. Adrian, where's your hat? Oh, mm-hmm. Polly, I'll put on the stupid fucking robe. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's you. You're like Polly's stupid robe. That's all right. And that's why you're burying your, your husband down in Philly. When are you going to do that, by the way? Uh, the second week of August. If Chris needs a vacation, I'll be up two, two, three days. Well, can I tell you something? Be I'd like can't. to put together a radio promotion right out there at the thing. No. We get the listeners to come out. Oh, hell yeah. No. Get a keg out there. I'm not going to disrespect know. my late husband like that. And you know what? We all take a piss at the same time as a way of saying, see you on the other side, big cat. No, you know what? And I'll think of him every year. I'll think of I think of him every day. Yeah, and then call fucking um, Jenny Hutt and make her life a living hell. You know what I mean? Use that as an excuse to be mean. Fez, he was... Fez, you there? You I'm right me? here. We'll do the Ash Wednesday promotion. There he is. Come he on, got him in guys. 15. Now, come on. The, the man's just... Andre deceit. wants to say hi. Hi, Andre. Andre. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's going on, Ronnie B? Hey. Uh, I've been loving being on the show this week. I just want to know where can I see a picture of her? She is hot as she sounds. I can't get enough of her. Hot as she sounds. I'm fifty. Jesus sir. I'm washed up. She sounds beat like up. a fucking foghorn. You know what I mean? I just. I, I feel like I'm too close to the bridge every time I'm fucking. I hear her say some. Are you saying Roseanne? Are you saying uh, Britney Spears off her new Alien record? All right, let's play. <laughs> With no auto. Yeah, uh, no, With no auto. auto, auto no, it's, it's not a car. It's not that she has no auto. She's not on the auto. Bill's obsessed with this. Um, she does what the guys refuse to do. Did you see this show today? Prep. Did you no. see this? No, because you're the only one who show preps. Hit well, the Price Hilton link, Fez. Well, that's all right. But uh, they're saying uh, Britney Spears controversy again. She gets up swinging. She's a Tito. She is a Tito vodka as well. All right, I don't need to tie it in. I love Tito. Tito. I know, but I don't want you to tie in with failure. It's Tito Day. Oh. All right, go ahead, let's play this. Why did they go straight to the stuff? I, I gotta told queue you. it up. Yeah, it's not queued up. 16 seconds. It was in this. It was supposed to be four seconds long. Well, right, hold on. It was there in this story. Was a time I was one of a kind. Lost in the world, doubting me, myself, and that was Stop it for a second. There was a worse one. They did it. They did it cold, which means no music. Nothing I know. They, these guys don't know how to find it. But here's the thing. 
I think she sings like an angel, like a beautiful little angel from heaven. You know what Scott Stapp from Creed once told me? He said, now that all the synthesizer, and he said this back when he was, when his band was hot. Bill, your mouth's wide open, <laughs> and you talk that shit, your mouth's wide open. No. That was a time that Creed was hot. Oh, I love Creed. Oh, he doesn't want to be what Eddie. He doesn't want to be Eddie Vedder. You're telling me that guy doesn't have a voice. When I, oh my God, uh, arms wide open. You don't cry like a baby when you're driving down the street with the windows up. No, I would never cry. <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> he said one time to me that uh, the whole world could sing because of the way technology and synthesizer. You can, can I tell anybody you what, can be a rock and roll star. And what's his name? Scott Staff. <laughs> no, that's what's his fucking name? Scott Staff. Thank you. So this is what fucking BL said back to him. Come on, man. No. Why would you do so much? I shut up my face. So wrong. No, he's Wells' buddy, too. Jesus Christ. I did a whole tour. We'll move on from that. But anyway, yeah, he's... A, <laughs> that's really good. Yes, everyone can fucking sing <laughs> like that. What is heard? Her legs are wide open. That's sick. You're so, you sound just like him. And she rides my dick. Her legs wide open. Oh boy, I'm not bringing up um, nothing. Chris Stanley, why don't you do some work? I can't. Yeah, I can't no, even I believe. Seriously, I can't believe that um, that you have this Florentine love from last night. No, I think he's great. How about the stories that man told? The hideous, terrible, <laughs> fucking gutter stories and then makes it out of that and, you know, has great success and, you know. A guy like him, well, comics like yourself, you're just real. There isn't one thing in this hallway that doesn't get repeated. You're a very... Run over. <laughs> and now her ass is over. No, never. <laughs> You'll never. never. You're saving that for the special. Never, ever. Somebody's going to get a space, special. Why that? Bra- special 95 year old's going <laughs> to yeah. tear it up. Oh. You know something, I'm just, if, they, if they can get it up. I did not sleep with the 99 year old. Now stop it. It's my late husband. I married him to keep him out of the VA. Now I'm going to tell you that again. All Final right. time. Well, let's get into a survivor's story. And we'll do that today. As part of our Tito's promotion, because we're always going through for stuff, people who made it, you yourself, uh, late in life, and I'm saying this very late in life, you started a new trade, refinishing furniture, blah, 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 you're, you're doing stuff, and by, by the way, I think the American craftsman is the, is the centerpiece of this country, but here's the thing, BL, you are a survivor and that's one of my favorite things about you. No matter what life has given you, you bounce right back up again. And you know what? I speak for the people in North America that are listening to this station right now. You know why? Can I you tell gotta you get up. You got to get up fucking swinging. Pardon my language, yeah. everybody. But that's how come guys that have women that take half, yeah. they work their whole life for it. Right. The whores, they take half. 
You look at people who lose babies to cancer. All of you, you have to look at an example like me and this show who has survived (laughs) so many years. Let's just say this. Let's just say this, BL. And by the way, I've just had this while you were speaking. I got a production deal, right? And I just had the idea of BL... In the Annie Oakley story, because you are so <laughs> fucking Annie Oakley today. But What's that mean? What's, I'm just saying, you just seem like a Western, you know, sitting around a campfire. Girl. <laughs> Sometimes you're better off dead. You're doing lines that's in your head. That's none of that. It's no. Not any of that. It's no. East End Girls, not Western Girls. Whatever. Western <laughs> Girls. There's Annie Oakley. With her bangs. Yeah. Everybody who sits there loves to go to that. Like, I'm helping the show. I'm putting up a visual picture for the radio. Look at her bangs. <laughs> they are just like me. Is it up on the eye bang? bang? No, of course not. I just fucking did it <laughs> nice now. Nice segue. I know, but that isn't a segue. What You're the- thinking of what he doesn't. That's what drives him crazy. Uh, all right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, it is the summer of Tito's. And we're talking about survivor stories. What did you survive? What did life hand you that you came back from? It's time to tell us how you're living like Tito on the Ron and Fez Show. About eight years ago, I quit and uh, started my own kind of energy consulting business to leave that corporate world. For me, it was a big job. I quit my job to start the handkerchief shop. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. And then at 32 years old, I had my first amateur MMA fight, and I finished the guy in like two and a half minutes in the first round. I had to walk into my boss's office and tell him I was quitting to start a band with my old friend. Tito's Vodka is probably the best vodka I've ever had. I'm originally from Russia. They call me the Russian. Visit them at titosvodka.com. Yeah, what did you um what did you survive in your not life? What was the big thing? I mean, would you consider it the car accident? Was that the biggest thing for you? I got hit by a drunk driver, but you know what? I forgave him the next day. Uh And that's part of where you get up and you go, okay, I can do this thing. What about this? You and your new husband on your way to the majors, first time in, he gets shelled. Never be brought back again. Well, that was husband, yeah, husband number one. That was husband number one. I've had three husbands. Yeah. Um, so number you one. You survived them all. Yep. 40-man roster. You think you're going to the show. You think this is it. This is what's going to happen. No, it doesn't happen that way. It's unplanned. It's like an unplanned pregnancy. All of a sudden, you got it all mapped out. And then, bam. Uh, Fez, now I'm hearing that the Amy Schumer show did get nominated. We just didn't have it up there. Uh, look into it for me, would Okay. You? Um, Chris Stanley, what did you survive in your life? Well, uh, after I got survived felony drug charges, getting beat out of uh, college, parents passing away, and now I'm a producer on, a, on the Ron and Fez show. Got so you feel that. like it's a bounce back. I like you that. You feel like it's a bounce back. Did, I survived all of You it. know, BL, you brought up something to me, and I don't like to discuss it much, but you love throwing it in my face back on the air. You said back in Florida at one time, I was in such a state that you started crying because you thought I was going to die from the uh, abuse I was giving myself. Right. And I I don't want to go where you're not going. Well, I actually even said that to um, my chick. I go, 
BL brings up this story about she thought I was going to die, and then she hit me with three more than when she thought I was going to die. Like three different occasions where she was like, I didn't think you were, you know, waking up from that. So that's the weird thing in life. Sometimes shit happens to us. Sometimes we do stuff to ourselves. We got to survive. Do you think without her, you would have made it in your yeah, family? I probably never would have even gotten to that state. You know, I would probably would just sail through life. You and Schubert and Carl LeBeau and <laughs> you know what? Don't um, Sam Kennison. Go to out other fucking people, BL. No, I'm saying I mean, you know what? Schubert's take, a good friend I'll, of mine. I know, but I'll take. Well, I thought you and Schubert ended up doing it. Never. Somebody writes to me all the time and says, "Make oh. her talk about that." No, Make no. Her talk he about helped that. me in L.A. when I was out there, but I got lost on the Hollywood freeway, and I told him I was lost on the. On, he's like, "Where at?" I'm like, "I don't know." What prizes we got to give out today? We have the new book by Joan Rivers, Diary of a Mad Diva, signed by Joan Rivers. That MS is going to be on Raw Dog this weekend, playing Saturday night at 7 p.m. in the East. Also, we have the DVD Imagine, signed by Yoko Ono. And Into the Wild on DVD, signed by Emile Hirsch, the star of the film. Wow, that's great stuff. Give us a call at 866 866- Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. You know, I look at a guy like uh, back in Orlando five years ago. He weighed 700 pounds and he had a first date. And real quick, he uh, went out on that date and his flatbed got jackknifed on I-4, one of the main vein highways. Mm -hmm. That guy is getting ready to go on a date. And how does it get jackknifed? That's it. No reschedule of the date. It never happened. Well, was he, he really... driving a truck to his No, state? he had to be flat bedded out. He had to be airlifted out of his garage. He had never been out or had a date. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's a horrible story that you still No, I mean, think about being him. No, First of all, you're so. a large guy. You're mm-hmm. big boned. And then he ends up getting jackknifed. It was about uh, six years ago. It was horrible. And it, it, it was... They had a, I'm yeah, sorry. We got it all. It's a sad story. Here's Mike in Boston. Mike in Boston, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, a few years ago, before uh, three months before I was to get married, um, my apartment burned to the ground. We lost everything. The only reason we woke up was because our dog woke us up. See, it's good to have a dog in the house. So how'd you survive? Yeah, how'd you get over that? Uh, well, it's still tough to get over it, but, uh, you know, we came out a few years later, you know, we bought a house and everything now, so. See, that's but it's the always thing. in the back of your mind, you know. Yeah, uh, every night you go down to sleep, you're like, did everybody check the... Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Did you have to go on welfare or anything? Did you have to uh, go live with family for a long time and your I, mother-in-law... Well, after we got married, yeah, we had to live with, you know, separate... We each lived in our parents' house for, until we found oh, out. Oh, my right? God. That's so hideous. That was tough. You get married, and then you have to go back and sleep in your old bedroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. But, but what do you do now, real quick? Sir? He walks around with a bucket. What do you do What do you do now? Did, did you, so you all came back? You still married? Did you guys stay together? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we're good, yeah. Yeah, you know, that kind of brought you closer, I guess, after something like that. Aw. Uh, I was a big-ass prize closet. I think one of those house fires things. And I remember that there was a... Uh, a fire in my neighborhood when I was a kid, right? And uh, so we all go down to see the fire. We know the family. As the house is on fire, the oldest boy runs into the house and comes running out with... And everybody was screaming, no, 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 right? Yeah. He comes running back out, all fucking coughing and shit, 
with like a fucking junior high school yearbook. <laughs> right? He's like, I wanted to save this. And his fucking mom is just screaming at him like, they sell more of those yearbooks at BL in there? <laughs> yeah. But it was so crazy. And I remember thinking at the time, I go, Damn, everyone's paying attention to him. I wish my house would catch on fire. You know what I mean? Like that thing that a kid has. Did you see Divine Brown? Well, I woke up and I thought somebody was barbecuing. I didn't get no shoes or nothing, Jesus. Remember about two years ago? Yeah, we all remember. Divine Brown. How could Everybody said that was me. I don't know why they would have fucking limited that. You are the Divine Brown I of am. Florida. I am. I <laughs> am. Her and the way she tells the story is fantastic, but you know, it's hard to. I think people in the audience think, Oh, my story's not good enough. Every story is good enough. I agree with you 100% there, don't you? Yeah, I think that you know, your life is about as big as it gets. You know, so much time you people like yourself, you're always off paying attention to Britney Spears, blah blah blah. But when you look into your own life. There's so much uh, shit that you can run with. All right, let's go over here. Scott. Scott in Tennessee. Scott in Tennessee, where did you survive, buddy? Hey, one time I was in my early 20s, I was trashed at home, and I went to the bathroom to take a shit, locked the door, and passed out. And my ex-wife, obviously, uh, called the fire department and the paramedics, and so they busted down the door, and there were uh, about six fire department people, two paramedics, and apparently I needed rescue from taking the shit. Um, and I'm sure it was rank as hell. I remember one time a buddy of mine, we were all just like that thing where you're getting first apartments, and he fucking passed out taking a shit when he was drunk. And we and he's fucking sitting on the toilet, and it fucking stunk so bad that no one could even get him in there and wake him up, and we were trying to throw shit. But you couldn't walk into this room. It fucking smelled so bad. It smelled like you shit a dead person. Oh, like an Elvis. Yeah, like an Elvis Presley. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is uh, Jay. Jay in Connecticut. What did you survive? What are you a survivor with? I survived Snowpocalypse 2014 in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, it snowed in Atlanta. Remember that? They got almost a half inch of snow, and no one in the city knew how to move or what to do. Wasteland. Yeah. The, fu- the funny thing is, is we're from Connecticut, and we moved down there. So to us, it was complete mayhem, and nobody knew what they were doing. And we were like, what the hell is happening? Why is everybody Pump your brakes, flipping bitches. their shit? Um, was I was surprised y- that when I moved to Florida and people couldn't drive in the rain there. No. If yeah. it rains in Florida, yeah. I'm not even fucking kidding. This people act like they're driving on a water slide. Doesn't it fucking rain all the time? Like yes, randomly? every afternoon. Yeah. They just go fucking skidding <laughs> off the road. Well, you get in a fucking hurricane, Chris, and see how it goes. It works out for you. And a fucking small rain down there, people panic. The oil lifts off the road, man. I hear people say that. Like this poor yeah. man that had to, the poop problem. No, it had nothing. Well, he yeah, wasn't that's, driving. That's not even tied in even slightly together. Here's Lou. <laughs> Lou and Scranton, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say that I've been listening to you forever, but uh, this keto thing is fantastic. Uh, it is. I had a drug addiction that landed me in federal prison for about five years. After I got out, I had a you know decent job with the prick boss, so... Uh, I threw it out there, quit, started my own company, and now I got six guys, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good for you. Now, yeah, thanks. Um, 
You you got put in jail just for possession? No, you know what happened? I, I owned a sporting goods store, and right around 9-11, uh, you know, right after 9-11, they, they went into all the gun owners, and uh, they wanted to see the logbook. And because I was, you know, strung out, I wasn't taking all the records. Oh, Jesus. And I, yeah, and I went to a gun show, and I had I had two people give me fake IDs. Now, you know, they looked like the people, so what am I supposed to do? I called the, I did my, my part, but it got back. They, they got they got caught with the guns. They tracked it back to me, so I, I had to do five years for that. Unbelievable. So you're all gacked up, not paying attention yeah. to the gun. You know what, though? Didn't it feel good the first time you said, I can do this. I can say these words. I was on welfare or I had that happen. And what what your story, man, it's tough because once something like that, it's yeah. but you are, it's embarrassing. You, but, and, but you are correct. Like after you say, after you get to that point and you said these things happened and I can say them and I can, you know, deal with it. And then move on. You do get a fucking inner strength from that. You do. That is true. It feels good. It does feel good. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over to Roadkill for your survivor story. How you doing? This is Roadkill. Uh, yeah, July 3, I was hit by a car. Drunk, stoned, and tripping. Oh. I was dead. Legally dead. I should not be here today. So you flatlined? I flatlined. Well, for the first two weeks, I told my mom, if your son makes it for the next 12 hours, we'll be doing good. And then for a week after that, if your son makes it for the next 24, we'll be doing good. And then after three and a half weeks, it was like, okay, your son's going to live. However, he will never walk in. He'll be mentally retarded, and he'll be three years old for the rest of his life. And the rest of his life will be about five years. But it didn't happen, right? You're up and moving around. You got a lark, or do you use a walker, a cane? I everything works on me fine, no problem. I do not use a walker, do not use a cane. I am a truck driver. My feet have touched ground in 48 states, Washington D.C., and Ontario, Canada. God love you. you. uh, I've lived up to the the only thing that I ever promised my mom that I would do that I've held true to is I told my mom when I was 13 years old I would drive a truck when I grew up. And I will tell my mom still to this day, when I grow up, I'm going to drive a truck. Then it all worked out. All right, thanks, man. Here is uh, uh, Donald. Donald, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, I was about 11 years old. I was at Hamilton Pool, a famous landmark outside Austin, Texas. There was a cliff that was 108 feet to the water, and there was 170, about 70 feet, with a little creek that went into it. Right below the creek, the waterfall was a block under the water. I'm in the creek. I start slipping. It's raw. It's rocks with moss on it. I can't slow myself down. I'm going to go right over the side onto the rock at about 70 feet. And I just spread my legs out, spread my arms, got my fingernails and my toes, was able to catch the mud and stop slipping and just be able to work myself over to the grass and pull myself out right before I went over the edge. Did, so how's that changed your life, dude? How's that make you feel different? Well, uh, being a little kid, I just uh, climbed down and jumped off the cliff to the side instead of got in the creek. <laughs> but it scared you. It scared him enough. It sounds like it scared you enough to think that your life was going to be over. Here's uh, Kevin. Kevin in Georgia, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, 
Hey, Ron, long time listener, but love listening to you and have a coffee, buddy. Um, what can we do for you, pal? Uh, about back in 06, I lived in Maui, and me and my girlfriend went to Seattle. And for another week, I up in the hospital with a brain abscess, and I'm in the hospital for two and a half months out in Seattle. I run a walk again, and now I'm legally blind, and my right hand doesn't work anymore, and I can't work, I can't drive, and I had to move back home from Maui. So that's that's a rough one, man. <sighs> that's my worst yeah. nightmare: being blind. So what was what it led is? to the blindness? Oh, I had a I had a brain abscess from a sinus infection. Jesus! And it hit me while I was in Seattle. I think flying from Maui to Seattle kind of. Activate it and overdrive, you know. So it just brought down a black shade, and you were taken away from life. Well, he's gone now. He's not taken away from life. He's still in no, life. No, but he's wait, wait, like, like all of a sudden you shut your uh, flappers, and then it just goes black, kind of like a su- Sopranos. Hey, but here's the thing, honey. We're trying to do a surviving thing, and you're acting like. You couldn't survive the blind thing. Well, You've got to back. I these can't pe- fucking survive blindness, well, honey, man. You got to back these guys and bre- up. Breast cancer? How these people do it? Honey, this is the Tito's thing. We're talking oh. about survivors getting over, and you're actually right. saying, "Oh, I couldn't survive okay. that. Don't no one survive that? Give up." Okay, you're telling them to give up, and that's not all right. The I'm gonna, premise here. I'm going to survive with the next caller. I, I promise. don't. I don't know if you should or mm-hmm. or can. Uh, here's Mallory. Mallory in Oklahoma. <laughs> you're on the Ryan Fetish Show. Hi, um, I'm. I survived the May 20th tornado that hit last year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, like, destroyed the entire town of Moore, Oklahoma. Um, me and my husband had just had a, uh, just bought a house out there. Our home insurance hadn't kicked in yet. Uh, lost our house. That's where I was working. Pretty much lost everything. We had just moved out here from Maine for a job. Caused, my husband lost his. I lost mine. We were kind of just stuck. Um, I, we were homeless for a little bit, uh, kind of living out of the only vehicle that survived. Um, and I myself started a kind of like a refurbishing business, taking old furniture that has been destroyed or torn up a little bit during the tornado, um, repurposing it, selling it. And me and my husband just, uh, put a down payment on our house, which is about double the size that we were originally in. Um, because we had $50,000 saved up. Wow, that's what I do for a living. Good for you. This, this is our Tito's moment. Okay, big-ass prize closet. Uh, and congratulations there, too, man. That's great. Hold on, you're going to the big-ass prize closet. Brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled six times from 100% corn, naturally gluten-free. Visit titosvodka.com. Handcrafted to be savored responsibly. Distilled and bottled by 5th Generation Incorporated, Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, look who wants to jump in on this. Your old friend from Florida, Paulo. Hey, Paulo. Hey, Paulo. How you doing? Paulo, hey. you like some movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, thanks. You remember BL, right? Hi, Hi Paulo. Yes, I do, of course. Now, here's the thing. BL's up here filling your old role of getting Fez back into it, making Fez right. all part of it again. It's going well. How about you surviving, Paulo? Um, by the actually. way, and I don't have anybody in here to run the computer. Maybe you can send Mal in. Uh, up on the top of the wire today is aluminum foil, man. It's a new bit that Paulo is doing. I want, I want you to see it. BL. I won't even put the now the explain music up. this whole thing. Well, this Paulo makes music videos. 
And uh, he's incredibly talented, as you know. He's an incredibly talented man. But this piece uh, today, you got it? Wait, Clicked on. The aluminum foil guy on the top of the on the wire. Let's see. Um, he, I, I told him that he's going to turn this into the new slasher film. Because it's the skit. Look at him. She's got it. Look at that, what he looks like. So it looks like he's wrapped himself in like a insulation, a bit of, like a. Uh, now listen to this music with it. Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to look it up, they can just look it up under my name, Paul O'Callahan, Angel Monster, that particular song. Well, it's up on the iBang. I told people how to even get oh, to great, it. Great, great. Why do you call it Angel Monsters? Uh, it's just a song. I write. I've got hundreds and hundreds of songs. It was a song, and I'm just trying to get them up on the YouTube. And, you know, in, in as many videos as I can manage. And so well, that's well, well, a stuff. I think this is one of the scariest looking things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It is so fucking wacky. It's really scary. It's frightening because yeah. it looks like used tinfoil, like from Leftovers. And, and I appreciate, Ron, that you said that it would be a good movie. And I agree that, I mean, I, it's definitely something that I think would be an excellent, you Do know. You, could you imagine this tinfoil head chasing people like young girls through the woods, <laughs> hitting them with axes? Clearly, I can imagine that. Well, I actually that. have yeah. a different story in mind, but it's, it's, it's a good yeah, What would yours be? A, well, it's kind of like he would be in a cellar and he'd be living in a family. It's just along the lines of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with a, with a heart. Okay, like with a, a what? A, with a heart, with like a, heart. a loving oh, Texas okay. Chainsaw Massacre. Now, Polo, what have, what have you survived in your life? What have you gotten over? Well, actually, as you as you know, I mean, I survived a lot of. Uh, I think Did we lose you? He's having. Tends, tends to like slander me as if I was a horrible person and did horrible things to her, but I really loved her very much and did very did everything I could to try and make her happy and, and and that's actually what I'm suffering from now to a certain degree is all of the the kind of um, uh, fallout from her uh, illness and her, her and her craziness because you know she spent so much money and put me into so much debt that I'm really at the actual end of my rope as far as fi- financially now but you know um, you really we did bring this up before uh, that I remember warning you no, absolutely. Everybody warned me all for my entire life. Well, leave her, leave her, leave her. And I, I always felt. But I also said you're spending too much money. Yeah, I know, I know. You're like, because, whatever. You know, it's her money. Everything's great. Life's going to go on forever, and it's going to be great. But life eventually ends. I mean, it's just and how soon? And you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm at a real traumatic point of survival as you say and and, and and I'm kind of stressed out beyond belief but I'm I'm fighting I'm fighting as hard as I can You're a survivor survive. Polo. It, I was uh, Polo were you you cut out a bunch of that call I guess with your phone but are you talking about wife number 1 or 2 I'm kind of behind the wife That would be wife number 1 yeah Wife number 1 died wife number 2 <gasps> went off yeah I didn't know she died so yeah. and then number 2 went and got him into this debt He's no, talking? number two went no. off with a prisoner in England. Is that the one that got you in debt, or Gail did? No, Gail. Gail's the one who got me in debt. I mean, wife number two was also a good I, person. Now, you remember how his wife used to scream at him on the phone in Florida, and the parents used to scream at him and all that? Yeah, I would limo drive him and drop yeah. him off home, and she'd be, bitch me out. You actually saw her before? Oh, yeah, I saw her once out of all the six years I was around you guys. Well, uh, out of all those years, we... Now, and you're finding the song, right, Fez? Yeah. We never saw her 
until like a couple months before she died, I guess. Wasn't it, Paulo? She came up to New York with him, and she came in like wearing a wedding dress or something. Oh, it was like, my goodness. Yeah, it was really edgy. She was but bizarre. We, got, we don't have this on, Fizz? I'm grabbing it. Hang on, Paulo. Hold on, Paulo. One second. Let <laughs> me... You want to switch out with Chris now? Hold on. You want him to do it? Yeah, because I want to I wanna hear what Fez, she... you're not meant. answering me. Yeah. What happened? You can't... Chris, get in and find this song. You got it there? Okay, so she... In here, she wore a wedding dress when... Uh, you, Go ahead, Ronnie. She, so she's wearing a wedding dress, and actually this got made into a beautiful song. So we'll play this so you can catch up, B.O. A lot of people who listen to this, please don't take drugs... She's not happy And she's not normal anymore She's so lonely She's got no one left to lose She wants to die before Christmas You hope to die before Christmas? I hope so <laughs> She's afraid I'm afraid that if, if I die before he will and I think what's going to happen is he won't care at all he won't care at all he's gone I'm gone I'm gone I'm gone he's probably going to commit suicide if you die first I probably will commit suicide don't do it don't do it don't kill yourself problem is, is that she doesn't understand exactly how mentally ill she is. I am not that mentally ill. <laughs> I have a bipolar disorder. That's nothing. It's not. A, it's a bipolar I, on top of a schizophrenia. No, I'm not schizophrenic, <laughs> oh Paul. I'm dual... I'm, uh, you've heard of what I'm saying. Yes. That's it. The doctor. Dual personality. Yeah, you know. You know I'm not yeah. psychotic, Paul. So that's the whole thing. You know, I went down that way. That song's got good builds, I must say. Oh, yeah, say. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's kind of an arc. <gasps> Molly, let's guess what. I'm going to guess she's a Gemini, Paulo. Paul, oh, Gemini? I, uh, don't think it was Gemini. She was April. Uh, oh, That's Aries. Or Taurus, if it's late April. Yeah. Uh, Taurus, it sounds like a Taurus. April 26th, is that right? Yeah, I'm a Taurus. I'm April 24th. You remind me of her. No, uh, really? Taurus yes. are nice people. Maybe we'll have her play the part of Gail in the tinfoil <laughs> movie, where you're a tinfoil man and this is your wife. So, Paul, you really can't. That's still haunting you to this day. No, I, there's no question that I uh, I am completely tormented by my failure to her among uh, among other things. You know, I mean, you know, my my whole life I thought she's actually an extremely smart person, uh, but you know, smart person many smart people are, are mentally ill. I mean, so you know, I always felt I failed her. 
all the way down the line. But, you know, but many people who are smart and who uh, have Nobody problems, could have succeeded there, Paul. I'm saying that yeah. as somebody who... doesn't even know her birthday. Yeah. Jesus. No. <laughs> He's been through a lot, though. Poor He's little thing. Yeah. You can't blame yourself, though, Paulo. Yeah. I always, you know, when Paul came up, he was living with Fez for a little bit. And Fez was so much better then. You know what I mean? And Fez's, I think, has been better with you here. Maybe a, tri- maybe a triple threat. Maybe Paulo, myself, and Fez. We just live with Fez. Here's the story. <laughs> well, <laughs> Would you be willing to I do mean, that, Fez? There's no room in my apartment for all no, three of us. No, I know there's no room in the pad, apartment. You're going to get a new pad in Frisco. But, I mean, crazy. I know that you panicked a little bit because you couldn't find the song. With these guys here with you, you won't have to panic anymore. Right. I think, says that that apartment was a good experiment, but I think you should try something else at this point. It's just too small. Brooklyn. He made a mistake moving into that apartment. I do. I think it's small. You could have us as roommates, and we could help in every way possible. I'd love to see you guys in Brooklyn. That'd be a reality I, show. If yeah. Put some cameras Brooklyn, in that thing. We've hit a button. Inwood. Inwood's a happening place. I was loving it. That's my old neighborhood. Okay, up that would be perfect. You know, up near Dykeman Street, you know? Woodsy. Like Polo told me, where Manhattan gets small. <laughs> it gets very small up there. People don't even realize. Spiden Dival is where it gets very small. And that's where the big rock is at Spiden Dival. Well, Polo. Here's the thing, Fez. You've, I know that you're feeling like a failure right now, right? Absolutely. I can't do shit right in here. You've got to overcome that for Tito's. That's the thing. You've got to find this is the summer of Tito's. This is what this is all about. Look at me, Fezzy. I was on welfare for four months. I got off of it quickly. Yeah, you said you started blowing guys on the streets? No. <laughs> I started painting, furn- painting furniture like the girl that called earlier yeah. does for a living. Little do it yourself while you're out. You loving that, huh? How'd you get that, that idea? It is, but anyway, it's about Paulo. He'll kill himself if we go off uh, his yeah, segment. Yeah, you're right. Stay you're, on uniform. I'm glad you slapped. Yeah, you slap Molly down like <laughs> like a goddamn rookie. <laughs> uh, you know, Molly, you need, sweet. You need another Kit Kat bar. No, I'm good. It seems like you're you're no, back. No. You're, you're acting normal. I was gacked up on a little Kit Kat before yeah. the show started. You started awesome. spanking yourself and fucking yelling, <laughs> "Ride the pony!" There was a lot of dancing going on here. Yeah. It's okay, but uh, Paulo. So anyway, when you lived with Feds, what can what else? What's the next level for us to fix him real quick? Because it's a positive day. It's Tito Day. Paulo, is his phone cut out again? Okay, Paul, I think are I you think there. I, Yes, I am. Yes. All right, go ahead. I obviously, BL. I I tried to go out on gay dates where we would go look for uh, you know good good guys out there, the you know young eligible men. See, I think part of the problem with Fez is he has a fixation on the young and the beautiful, as and you know he's not interested in anybody who's. Uh, you know, who's uh, not as attractive as he has in his mind's eye of what he wants. Can I tell you something? Oh, sorry, Benny. That's your line. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that's Number your nine. line to you. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. That's Go off. No, no. Um, uh, Fezzy, you, see, you guys are saying the wrong thing. Take him out around gay people. Forget the word gay. You need to get him friends. If you look at Hollywood. The Advice Show. In New York. 
in places like this, Bezzy just needs to meet friends, and then you get introduced through agents. You're in the XM building. Give Wait, me a break. So what you're saying is that, you know, if he lived above a coffee shop... And he yes. got a duck and a chick and hung around with the people, of course. That's all. They could all go down and be friends. Central it, it, Perk. Hello. Central yep. Perk is what it's all about. That's right where now. they that's what I'm saying. You guys are getting too focused on the gay thing and then it Fezzy's little tummy probably scrunches the advice up. Show. Well, his it tum- scrunches up. It, really. Yeah. I, I, you know, I his tummy with- scrunches up when his ass is full of that dick. I agree with the BL because on a certain level, I'm not sure, honestly, that Fez wants a relationship. I think he would be happy to feel like in a loving community where people were... Let me just tell you this, though. Uh, Michael, who's been a gay guy, who's been a listener of ours, who's been nice to well, Fez... I know, know full, very well, actually. Quiet, Paulo. Let's uh, let Benny talk. It's his show. Hold no, on one thank, second. Thank I want to hear you. what he's fucking saying, Paulo. So, okay, okay. All right, so Michael uh, tried to introduce uh, Fez to, you know, some gay friends, and Fez accused Michael of fucking that guy and having them taunt him. And Michael really got his, you know, he wrote back to me like, what is going on? <laughs> is that true, Fez? Michael stuff is happens? the sweetest That's what guy I believe. in the world. He's a very sweet guy. But we're trying to fix Fez. We're, we're dropping the summer of Tito's right now. We are? Yeah, we can. I mean, this we is not near positive. Well, it became, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were in a nice positive zone. Nice, felt and good. And then in the middle of, you can overcome, overcome <laughs> anything, you hear this. I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was like, I'll never get over my wife dying, and I'm probably going to die myself. <laughs> and then Bia was like, this, ah, yeah, just fucking shooting. Ride the donkey. <laughs> Ride the donkey. Slap on and drive on it, bitch. By the way, that, when she's spanking herself in the ass and yelling, Ride the donkey, she's trying to tell me that she votes Democrat. <laughs> that, that, this was she's a political like, no, I'm in the Northeast. Discussion. Yeah. I said, I'm a donkey now. <laughs> Don't know if I'll be an elephant. Well, you and Shawnee always used to go to Republican dinners. No, I went both ways. I've been to oh, some. I've met W. Ate that. Pray. Ate that ass. Hey, let's. Mo- Come on, man. No, I think you're onto something with the friends, though. This is often overlooked. Okay, I think. Oh, I agree. I think some Fez may meet somebody like some uh, oh. uh, down at the fishbowl, Molly. I oh. forgot to tell you this. Fez crushed on the little boy that you uh, had in here last week. Molly. No way. No way. What was his story? He's my friend from college. I brought him up to come to the... He's nice very kid. handsome. Yeah, but you don't do that with another <laughs> Jesus, he's like 16. Elvis waited for Scylla to turn 18. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's oh. banging out at 14. You think so? Yeah. Well, he was doing this, like, I'm just going to just lay it up against it, just rub it against it. She's you know so what I mean? pretty. <laughs> this hot dog bun it. That oh. was his thing. Remember her? What do you mean she's so pretty? She looked like Elvis. Oh, with her little. Elvis goes like this. You know how you look prettier if you look more like Elvis. (laughs) Just started fucking blacking her hair. You win voices today for Elvis and Scott Stapp (laughs) imitation. Well, that's that old brown. Sonny Red, do me a favor and bring Scylla down here. Bring me my bag. Uh, Put her, uh, dress her up in a onesie. Tell her to get in the pool and hold on to my penis. My unclipped penis. Was he... Yeah. Un- was he Elvis is a southerner. They didn't circumcise <gasps> down there. Oh, my God. Was he blessed? I don't know. Well, I feel Linda, like he probably was. Linda Thompson, I saw an interview on her on the History Channel. Yeah. She claims he was blessed. 
Well, I mean, no one's going to say I dated a guy with a small dick. I mean, that makes I you would. look bad. If you're not five inches or under, you're out. I don't want no big-ass dicks near me. Is that right? You like uh-uh. tiny dicks? That's why I'm so tiny. Well, you're not going to be anywhere near Florentine. I'm not going. I said he was handsome. Right. I didn't say I wanted to And that fucking Schubert hog would fucking bust you in half. <sighs> Got a story on that later. On that months on that anaconda. Is that right? It's horrible. You <laughs> don't even want to No, you don't want to know. It's, a, it's an under one. It's not it's, an, a, a man would take that insult any day. Schubert has got to be almost like could play basketball type guy. Uh, that's that's seven foot six person. Okay. Um, no, I got to tell you Schubert's story story later. I don't know if I'm going to hear it. He survived it, having an anaconda. <laughs> having a giant <laughs> penis. He was able to overcome. It's Paul O's time. We want to get depressed again. Um, Poor guy. Someone wrote to me, how come BL never tells you about meeting Tiger Woods? I've never met him. No, nope. why the person wrote to me like they knew this. No, I've never met him. Um, Anna from Hooters, that is John Daly's almost fiance. She's a good friend of mine, and she knows Tiger very well because yeah. of the whole PGA thing. Was all tied in with him, like she was part of that. No, she wasn't that part of it. No, jeez. Um, back to you, Paulo. Right, well, let's hold Paulo for a second. Here's Dave in Delaware. Dave. Hey guys, uh, great show. Good yeah, to hear is. you, BL. Hey, uh, I was calling because uh, back in, like, end of uh, 99, 2000 range, I had a brain aneurysm. Now, I recovered from it, as, and as a celebratory thing, I said, you know what, I'm going to save my money. I'm going to England for the Live Aid anniversary. Went to the anniversary. I was in Bayswater Tunnel number 8 on that Wednesday morning, Jesus. and I misplaced a thing I needed ID, got out, went back to the hotel up the street on Oxford. The tunnel was blown up. Ugh. So not only did I survive a month in a coma from a brain aneurysm, I survived, just missed that tunnel. Glad the bus yeah. bombing was hideous. Uh, it was across the street from our hotel. It was the, uh, you know, they're all named weird, Henry VIII, right at Oxford and Hyde Park area, yeah. right there. You could see the blown up double-decker. What, what did so you said you were in the hospital a month, right? Did what was your injury called? Brain injury. I had a, they called it an AVM. I apparently had some kind of defect that was like the uh, vessels were twisting up, and over time it would build up and basically they would pop. It sounded like somebody snapping their fingers behind my head. Ugh. Then you get a headache and it just intensifies. That's just awful. I, I kind of grew up in uh, your old area, neck of the woods, Ronnie. Mm. You know, the, the Hennessy's area where the club and all that is sure. uh, back there in the day. And if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, our people are good people, local, everybody and their mother came out. And uh, I kind of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what it was, call it being blessed or something. I got to the hospital quick. Yeah. Wow. People down that way, they, they love a chaotic situation. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, that old something. <laughs> They're like, good. It, now we're, now we can act chaos. Okay. So yeah. how many miles, how far out of Philly? Actual Philly is where you're from. Well, what does that got to do with the brain injuries? Uh, BL, BL, he, Ronnie knows. Ronnie knows where I know the hood. Well, I, I, know, I know. Well, nobody I in North know. America does. We'd not, like to know how many miles out of Philly you are. That doesn't are you no. fucking with my reading? BL, that doesn't fucking help <laughs> anybody. What is it about this? What are you fucking writing a map? Huh? The America's Vespucci in here? <laughs> fucking Magellan trying to come up with a map? Are we going to sit down here about a brain injury? I'm listening to the no. guy with the brain damage injury that survived for so, Tito. So did you live on a cul-de-sac or <laughs> what was happening at Row House? You know what? Row House? Huh? 
Or a duplex. Why is that the important part of this BL? Tug McGraw was in a row house towards the end of his late life amongst all four arenas. There's nothing wrong with a row house. I was born in a fucking row house. It was a million dollars plus back in the 90s. Back to you with the brain problems. No, he's already gone. He's got his feelings hurt and off he went because he felt like you were trying to fucking chase him down. I just want to know where he lived. Where where are you in Coatesville? Is that it? Conjahawkin? Where are you at right now? Hoboken? Why why give up his thing? Let this fucking guy talk about his brain injury without having you trying to figure out what suburb he's living in. I just always like to know where people are from because it paints who they are. Brookhaven? Aston? Huh? Boothwin, Linwood, you in trainer area, Marcus Hook? You're yeah. not out in Ogden, are you? What the fuck? Why are you taking this so far <laughs> what about off topic? Cherry fucking Hill, which did you have any in high school? Well, you know, Cherry Hill, you got How on many the cherries you got, you, on have the other, you got on the other side of the fucking bridge. Sorry, move on. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's still with yeah, us. Yeah, he's still. No, well, let's go back to Polo. Polo, you like some movie. So, so you like some movie. Well, getting back to Fez, I think it would be oh, really, please. honestly, Fez. Do Fezzy, you please. feel? Can I do the Tito's thing? Yes, we need to do Living Like Tito's, brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, Vodka. distilled six times from 100% corn, naturally gluten-free. Visit titosvodka.com for recipes, songs, and more. Handcrafted to be savored responsibly. Distilled and bottled by Fifth Generation Incorporated, Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, So what do you want to do with them, Paul? I'm just saying, Fez, do you feel that the experiment in the West Village has worked out for you. Why do we have to zero in on where he lives? We care about Philly. <laughs> now we're in New York. Well, we're I'll let Fez to- answer that. No, it hasn't worked out the way I wanted it to. Are you out of the right. West Village? I uh, I just re-signed the lease and I'll be out in a year. Why would you re-sign the lease? So many times you said you would not re-sign that lease and you were looking to, to go into Brooklyn. Well, I guess you're in a tiny fucking apartment that's too small for you. What was the I knew I wouldn't be able experiment? to move with. I knew I wouldn't be able to move with my neck. Oh, stop it with the move with the neck. You hire movers. How many square feet is it? <laughs> four. It's well, four fucking square issue. feet. It's, it's very small. tiny. Polo, don't tell me the issue. You're not Benny. Benny I, asks the issues. That's that's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wanted to see how big it is, Fez. What are you saying? Is it a big goddamn anaconda what cock? Is it like a hundred thousand square feet? <laughs> Why don't you do this? I have no idea. Why don't you do this? Why don't you uh, tie his penis to fucking Schubert's? And the two of you see what you could be doing. Sorry, Paulo. Go ahead, honey. I'm just playing with you. I'm just right. cheering you up. I'm just trying to make Tito happy. Mike in Atlanta, so- you're on the run of fish show. Ron, don't take this the wrong way, but the show seemed to be getting a little stagnant. And is there a chance BL can be brought in long term? Because I don't even want to get out and go to work. Uh, let's go over here to Charlie in Jersey. Charlie in Jersey. Ronnie B., I'm uh, Brenda Lee's probation officer. I'm calling in to make sure she's at work. Uh, she has to be at Monday through Friday at Sirius XM, and I want to uh, entrust you that you will report in every day with me. People love BL. Aw, They thanks, love sir. BL. You've brought a nonsensical fucking, you know, thing in here. You know what? I got six human beings staring at me right now with one aluminum foiled son of a bitch on the phone line. Okay? <laughs> but all with love. There's a lot of love in this room. There is, Molly, and I'm going to teach you the ropes. You will be a f- you will be friggin' phenomenal when you're done with this whole situation here. What are you trying you know to what? say that she- you're going to give her some of your wisdom? <laughs> I am. And character.
Can you imagine? You think it? I? You don't like my character? No, she's adorable. Look at her. She's got a little peach skirt on. She's not dressed like a whore off of one of the TV shows. I'm what watching TV my show? morning news. These girls with their long airbrushed legs with the eight inch stilettos. You they're, think their legs down, aren't airbrushed? They're, they're airbrushed. On TV. They're bronze. Do you think they get? They get you know out what of airbrushed there. Airbrushed Did you think that airbrushed means S- suntan? No, that's not what airbrushed means. Airbrush is how you go in and fix a fucking photo after the fact. Oh, I meant sun bronze, like sun kissed <laughs> legs. And they do the news. They're like telling oranges? me about Benghazi Soda? and, you know, the whole situation going on in other countries. And I'm supposed to watch this and not whack off. All I mean, right, how do these guys this. do this stuff every morning? Uh, I've got a movie deal to produce a movie. And I want to work on White Grandma Be Trippin'. And. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy can't do it anymore now that uh, he's had his injuries. Would you be willing to do wipe grandma be tripping? Yeah, I'll do anything. I got to earn my keep. Yeah, it's true. Could I do a once a week call in or something? <laughs> I got nobody in here. No. Six bodies. Yeah. I got a huge body count. Nobody well, I don't cares. know why you, you line up the liquids in front of you and then you don't have them. You it's, don't drink them. Honey, I build stuff. I build bungalows. That's why I asked about square footage, what part of town we talk in. I like to know where people are, are from. Are you building something with the liquids? Is that what you're saying? Is that a settlement, you fucking lunatic? I have a Coca-Cola and a uh, rhymes with... E.G. water lined up. I can't afford it, but it's all that Ball Greens had on sale when I went to pick up my gluten-free fish. You're out of your goddamn mind We tonight. have fish on today, don't Joan we? Joan Rivers Unmasked uh, playing this weekend, Saturday at 7 o'clock, Sunday uh, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern. I think we're about ready to announce the next Unmasked. And I don't know why the guys won't bring this up, but there's a new episode of The Halls that is quite controversial uh, because he just listed it as The Howl. <laughs> um, the Howl. Hey, thank you so much for the other I was day. What is that? It's the I wasn't pooping. Uh, well, we do a, a, a 15 second TV show starring our interns. And, um, no. Yeah, it's on the Instagram. Yeah. It's the only, it's the world's only Instagram teen drama series. Oh. So, at Ron and Fez SXM on Instagram. Uh, why did you only put the how on it this time? I was, uh, every, I, when I was uploading it, it looked fine, and then I guess on Instagram the dimensions are different, so yeah, I guess it's the HAL now. HAL 9000, this thing. You know, this thing, I mean, obviously the pooping episode is probably considered the funniest of all, but everybody else can make the halls fit on the front of it. How come you can't? There's just some uh, miscommunication between me and Vito with the file. I'll uh, have to upload it a better Should way. Should Chris Stanley take the halls back over? I, I think that I got the halls. It's just one minor technical. Chris, would you like it back, or what do you want to do? I take it back. I mean, I, I know I had the technical abilities to not name a show after a robot from 2001. <laughs> I feel like Shelby's got it with the hall, the, the oh, hall slash shit. the wow. hell. 
You know what? What? I'm going to give it to Shelby then. Uh, what Chris, the fuck? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go with the youth demo, and they don't like you. No, no. Like, I don't like them. I don't like these dirty kids. Then why would you make TV shows for them? Hey, that's what's hot right now. You the know? Halls is up uh, today. That's what's hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> At Running Fez SXM. <laughs> On Instagram. Vito's face, again, is Oscar-worthy in this most right, Let me see episode. it one more time. All right, let's check it out. Hey, thank you so much for the other I wasn't day. <laughs> yeah, he has a stunned face. This is like their first meet cute. Like I, I think it would have worked better if she wasn't coming out of the bathroom, too. I think it would be better if she was just coming down the halls and he was coming out of the toilet. They're, she's like freshening up her makeup. Yeah, there's no way to figure that out, though. <laughs> she's beautiful, though. Little Asian girl, but well, what was she about five foot two? She, first of all, I don't like your racism. <laughs> what? She's, she's Dominican. Whatever. She's beautiful. I want some in me. Oh my all right, goodness! See, this is. The, I don't even go to the other side. I'll take some of that ass. Here's the thing, Andy. A little like, happy ending. This is what keeps you off the Jenny Hutt show. Do you? I am so tired of that. Me and Jenny Hutt do not have heat. Well, that's you a nice okay? segment. Yeah. Hut with the heat. Heat yeah. with the hut. Yeah, heat hut. <laughs> Did you feel okay about it though yesterday? Did you end up feeling better about yourself? After you guys all surprised me with Jenny Hutt stopping by with her own show and oh, had Jesus. 50 pounds of diamonds on and her royalty and saying, BL, I just don't got time for you. Yeah. Like my typical life, it's almost a Tito situation. <laughs> Is it? Paulo. Oh. Uh, yeah. Are you shocked that Fez re-signed for that apartment? I, no, I'm not shocked. I just think that it's here's an idea that me and Be, uh, BL get a nice place up in Inwood or Flatbush or wherever we're going to go. Nice, spacious place. And then we'll work Fez in. We'll, we'll sort of get him into that friend's community. You know, we'll find a nice diner where we can all hang out and meet people and get friendly. And maybe we'll go down to the West Village, but just being in that in that small apartment, just because it's in the West Village, is a mistake and it's wrong. It it was, it's, it's not it a does, good idea. It feel, you're right, Paulo, because I'm in a small, and I'm thankful, but I'm in a small room. It's all you can afford in New York when you're staying here five days. But it's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm staring at these walls, and I don't even get a view of not even an air conditioner. It's just a pure brick wall of the other well, side. Well, when I went, when I got married on the show with Mel, uh, we had a hotel in New York, and it was so small that it was, it was. At, I'm not going to mention the hotel. It was a very nice hotel, but it was, the, the room was... He stayed at Teenies. He stayed at a place called Teenies. I think that's insane. <laughs> but I and think I mean, this is the thing, Fez, and you hear it from the people today. If you don't make changes, how are you going to change? And this was the thing that you swore you were going to do, not for one year, but for two years, to get out of that place, and you re-signed. Is it expensive? And that's How the much? aggravation oh, that we have with Fez, that he says, I'm go- I want to change, I want to change, and then you find out he does these things, not to change. A whole new neighborhood is one of those things that's always good for you. you but know? he's a nester. I can move yeah. furniture very easily. Yeah, but if he's a nester in a place that he doesn't like, that's the problem with it. Yeah, Paul Paul would have moved for you. He would have packed your plates and boxes. He'd have been there bubble wrapping. <laughs> uh, your books would have been... Aluminum foil would have yeah. been nice around the food. Yeah. From aluminum foil head. 
If you think that's what his head looks like, you should see his penis. <laughs> just fucking covered in saran wrap. Like Schubert's? And now, again, you do these callbacks. You're always doing callbacks. You gotta always set the table, What baby. happened? Did you get to see it? You always... No! Did he I'm jack gonna, on you? It's Paulo's time, and he'll get really mad at me, and I don't want to make him upset. This is Fezzy and Paulo fixing Fez time. I'm not even hearing Fez bring it up at all. He's, he wouldn't explain why he re-signed the lease, and uh, can I just ask, was it expensive? Is it expensive, Fez? Expensive? Are you saying expensive? Whatever. Expensive. You say expensive Picture. like if you can like short, spaghetti. People have ADD. They don't have time to look listen to the whole word expensive. <laughs> hey, that bitch is expensive. I'm sorry. I gotta go, Bia. Why you? Why you got to pen? I was on my way out of here. Are you in Coatesville? I'm looking at a map right now. Where are you, Ridley Township? I'm trying to go over this. But you said that it informs the way that you think about people, like where they're from. But you maybe necessarily wouldn't know the neighborhood that that guy was from. No, Fuck it's... no. He wouldn't know, she wouldn't know shit <laughs> yes, about I it. Yes, I would. How do you know? He lives by Matthew Broderick. You'd resign a lease, She's too. She's talking about a whole different, different <laughs> fucking places. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to mow over Molly. Yeah. Mow over Molly. Another segment. Oh, God, I need my own show. Yeah, you do. Going over Molly. Yeah. You know mm. where you ought to do one? Mm. Inside a fucking motorcycle helmet. You're all just by yourself. <laughs> it is true. There's all kinds all right, of ready people to up announce, there. announce uh, the next Unmasked. Uh, what's the date on it, Fez? That date is July 22nd. That date is July 22nd, which is coming up soon. We're going to be doing it here. Here at Sirius XM in the fishbowl. And, uh, well, let's play the preview thing on it. A little dead air never hurt nobody. We're okay. I'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll do it without it's all the good. production. We'll do it without the production. Just the way we started the show without the production last night. Let's try to do this. You're going to go into the fishbowl and hang out with a real, true movie star heartbreaker kate hudson is going to be here with zach braff something for the guys something for the gals together zach was here last year uh raising money for this movie and we wanted to kind of do it on the other side the movie got made he got kate hudson to star in it with him and it's a rom-com and you're you're excited about the Zach part of it. I'm so excited. Yeah. I am. I, I Zach Braff came to BC and I didn't get to see him. And like all the girls were just going crazy, and he just seemed like the funniest, like coolest guy. I can't wait. The for gal, the girls love the Zach Braff. They do love. I think he's got that sort of boy next door thing going. Well, you're gonna like the movie too because. It's got a little bit of a Jewishness thing that you like. I love a little Jewishness. Yeah, you like it, but not over, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not over Joey, like, hey, you know, but nice Jewish, like, you know. I don't care who a person is. Don't look at me for anything. <laughs> I got nothing care about a person anybody's is. clergy or whatever they're from. Clergy. <laughs> clergy. Ma'am. It's available now. Uh, Zach Braff, who Molly just called the funniest, coolest guy. Yeah. And the delightful Kate Hudson. Uh, and, you know, first we masturbated to her mom. Now we masturbate to Kate. It's a double, it's a double generational batch. When they invented the, <laughs> when they invented the million dollar smile. Yeah. Her mother first and then her, you know. I but, never noticed the smile. You know why? Dem asses. That is a family of perfect asses. Goldie it and is. Kate. They they do. Before. Before and after. 
before an ass ever came along. Yeah, you're right about that. That was an early ass. Jane Fonda was sporting one uh, in her uh, 60s flick. Was it Barbarella? Barbarella. That was a nice booty. I've been in these conversations. When did we start to really say we love the ass in this country? Because it wasn't a long-term thing. But Goldie always had an ass. you got to go for the ass. Say Goldie ass pick. Okay. And ass ass shots. Yeah, ass shots. That's why I hate to have Molly on that computer, because I hate her to see ass shots, but it's got to yeah. be done for this. But the cool part is, when you're, when you're going to have Kate Hudson in, yeah. it's not like you're going like to go straight for the Goldie card. You got There's so much oh, about she's Kate. she's a movie star. It's a, well, let me tell you something. One of my favorite films of all time is Almost Famous, and that's the film that kind of, she got nominated for the Oscar. And if she never... Look, you have to take over because she doesn't know how to I, search ass shots. I love the uh, the uh, the soundtrack alone to that flick. Oh, I agree. I, 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 I everything, Cam- everything Cameron Crowe does has a great soundtrack. But, uh, but Kate was just... Look at, the, look at the ass on her in this. Keep moving around, Chris. There's more shots from that same day. You know what? It's almost like the pencil test with the breast. Yeah. She can do it with the booty. She could take the pencil, and if the pencil holds, she could do it. She could hold it nice and natural. Not too much. Not too flat, like mine. God. Long legs, too, for being a tiny girl. Legs um, to heaven. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's awesome. So, so, so when, are you gonna have, when are you going to do that? July 22nd, right here at SiriusXM. And, you know, that's the thing I try to tell you, BL. You're acting like, oh, you don't get a lot of stars in there. Bullshit. I never said that. Bullshit. What are you talking about? I missed Joan Rivers wow, love, by a week. I love that picture. It's like you see, you know, Mound also a little bit. You know what? That's disgusting. Why do you got to get nasty about an upcoming guest? You know what? Yeah. And that's Treating her like guest. an animal. Take that off now. Right. Now you fucking ruin the whole thing. God, nice the word mound should never be used. Nice I red know. bikini right into sweet brown. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. That's her. <laughs> sweet brown. That's a July 22nd is a Tuesday. Go to the iBang to try to be in the studio audience for Unmasked with Zach Braff and Kate Hudson from the movie Wish I Was Here. He so loves his plugs. That's good. And nice job. Just yeah. like last night. With me being at the computer now, I've hit for the cycle on every position in the studio. Well, you know what? Do the next one. Get me some fucking Coke and salt. And I think we know what the cycle is, Chris. <laughs> what are you upset about? No, we know what the cycle is. He had to explain it to me. Like I'm some idiot. Savant. Just leave it at idiot. <laughs> There's no savant. Sorry, Chris. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Accepted. Love you. Hey, what's happening, guys? We're doing a show. <laughs> yeah, you want to come in and run the board? <laughs> Damn, what's your fucking problem? What's your problem? Hi, honey. Hey. <laughs> Get off my back, man. Hey, found the perfect ass movie. I don't think you guys got it. Goldie on is nice and all, but... Sally Field. I don't have Sally Field book. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sell her ass. I'm selling Goldie and Kate. Um, but he does have a point. I think he was gonna do Smokey and the Bandit whole situation. I thought she was more about tits than ass for me. Mm-hmm. She had a booty on her. Right, that whole go. that whole Smokey series. Right. But yeah, so uh, mother daughter thing too. Big in America. You remind it? me of Smokey and the Bandit, but more of the fucking Bandit than anything. I'm gonna make out their ears on. Mm. All right, that is a nice ass. I didn't even ever noticed. There she is. 
Oh, wait, that's like a boy's ass in that picture. Wait, whose ass are we on? That's Sally Ron Field. Sally the fucking ass. The, the ass that you said. That's Follow not along, a boys. That, Follow that's along. a very cheerleader, like a Tennessee Volunteers cheerleader booty. That's what that is right there. Oh, now I get it. That now freaking that built like, oh, man, can do a back aerial at ooh, any given time. Uh, Jason, you're on the Running Fetish Show. Bam. Hey, Ron, before I get to my point, thinking that uh, I just pooped is going to become a catchphrase of the summer, I just want to say DL or BL, whatever your name is, you make me miss Chris Daly being second Mike. Wow, first anti-BL. What's that Fucking mean? Call. Well, second Mike is the way that they try to hurt Fez because he won't talk to me. So who's ever on the show, who's ever hanging out, they say, oh, is second Mike. I'm normally third Mike on the on my career, 17 years plus. Well, here's the... I've never been a front Mike, so that doesn't offend me. First of all, she's using the term second Mike. And third yeah. of all, you can't follow a fucking conversation. That's part yeah. of your problem. You know why? Because well, he bored me. No, he bored everybody. But <laughs> if I wasn't pooping does become the big catchphrase of the summer, then Shelby will be back on top. And I was going to give it back to Chris Stanley today, I was, I except for Molly, he cock-blocked. Yeah, my fucking cock has been blocked. This is awful. I can't believe she turned on me like this. Or how nice I am to Molly? Whatever. I never noticed. Oh, yeah, I'm very, very nice to Molly. Really? I'm, very pleasant around her. Now, by the way, um, I know for a fact that Beale is loved because Fez led a chant to her before the unmasked last night, and that was really nice. Huge. Everybody, uh, everybody was going crazy for you. You know what was weird? And Florentine was like, "What is this? What's happening? <laughs> Who is this what the bitch? fuck is supposed to be happening? Where's the warm up?" Because you didn't even introduce your own members of this show, <laughs> which are six people sitting front row. It, it, we'll talk about all that oh off the air of what could or couldn't be done. But the fact of the matter is, you are you, you've gotten a lot of love. Oh, thanks you guys. Of days of being thanks here. everybody in the audience. And I think a lot of people like how much you aggravate me. They write to say <laughs> she frustrates you so much. I love it. They would love to see you like with Obama, like when he's trying to make a speech to the fucking union and just have you annoy the shit out of him. Look, there's Woody Allen's kid just trying to fucking say something on TV. What's Look how many times they've changed his look. <laughs> Did, is this show even still on? It looks like he's um, being on another show. Oh, he looks almost like the guy from Titanic on that shot. The guy from Titanic. You're saying Leo? Yeah. Leo DiCaprio, the biggest a, star in the world. Yeah, I thought Billy Zane. You just call him the guy from Titanic. Jack. Jack. He's floating down. How many times are you just sitting kneel in front of guys and go, Jack. Jack in my mouth. My mouth's wide open. <laughs> Give me all your jeers. My mouth's wide open. Stay in character, oh, okay. Benny. All right, there we go. People also don't understand you call me Benny, and they think I'm an idiot. it's almost insult. Well, up here, Benny is a fucking bad term. You're Benny in the Jets. Benny is something that. What, what, are, you, what are you nodding about? A guest is here. Yeah. Get out, BL. Pack up your desk, Stanley. I'm out. One more call, BL, before you stack, pack up your desk and leave. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, first off, I got to give love to BL. She's great. We, we love her on the show. Thank you, baby. Um, next. Hey, uh, Ron, does BL know that uh, Fez had a crush on uh, one of your former producers and it kind of devastated him when he had nothing to do with it? 
I know all the stuff. Yeah. Whatever that means. But thank you, sir. I appreciate the call. Fez nice. had a, gets crushes on straight boys, but I've had some gays tell me that that's kind of normal when you just come out. Well, what about the train? Go ahead with this guy. Hey, you want some ice with the soda? I'm not. I'm, it's, it's He's, she's water. right. You're I'm not chewing ice. That was so you know loud. What? Let's fucking break right now. It's barbaric. Because, uh, I'm not even supposed to have the <laughs> gas to 130. Right? No. And you're fucking just bothering the shit out of me about it now. Like, oh, come on, let's go. He's fucking here. Get her out. He's here. He get wants BL me out. out. He no. thinks I'm packing up his desk. You Did told him to pack it up. somebody run down and give me coke and, um, and salt, or was that a, like a funny joke? It was no. There was no joke. <laughs> Why don't we do this? Somebody will run and get you cocktails, like all fucking last night, free cocktails. <laughs> He's got cotton mouth, the Did white, you have a good time last Oh, it was night. a great time. Great time in the stand. It was a wonderful evening. I'm going to tell you the truth, Chris Stanley. You did a good job. I don't even know how to say that. It seems so foreign to me. It's foreign to hear it. But the club was overly sold out. Yes. Uh, everybody seemed like they were in good spirits. The club was happy with with the show. The show was happy with the club. Gil was happy. Michelle was happy. Don didn't even bother coming. He's like, Come on. I trust Chris so much. I'm going to get on the train and fucking head back to D.C. That place was jumping last night. The joint was jumping. I love it. Our problem was we should have stayed out on the on the nights. We'd have been have, hanging out with David Tell, and it'd have been a, it'd have been a wild one, like BL was experiencing. Z's. The important thing is this, BL. Yeah. You live and learn. Right? Packing up my desk. Oh, because he's making you leave. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to say this. I don't care if the guest comes in. I want you staying in that chair. What kind of a guest is it? Is it a conservative guy? Yeah, it's a conservative guy. Because he'll hate me. Why? You always kick me out when the real guys come in. Like that Rolling Stone guy was amazing. I could have talked cream and Yardbirds. Well, that's all before Clapton. his time. He's fucking 80s. And he that's was what... talking about Mo- Vince Neil, Motley Crue. Yeah, that's 25 years after Vince Clapton. Vince is one of my best friends. He knows my buddy Gil. Oh, I met Gil last night from XM, too. Where's he at? Hey, Gil. Oh, he's on 37. He stays up there. Where's that? Were oh, is that G- the big boys? Uh, were, were you uh, you and Gil hitting it off? It looks like you guys were, what, grinding a little bit? No. You he do just that said thing. It, twerking. He was, he yeah. was very nice. I passed him in the hallway with no minus the... Um, she's always going like this to the guys. You want to dry hump? <laughs> Let's dry hump. Silent scene. Yeah. Fez is looking at me like, I. Let me, do you mind if I do thank him for... Saying something about myself, Benny and Florentine are getting ready to come out. Packed house. It felt like a big orgy with no sex. We're in this brick, like basement in New York. It was like something you could not create. Okay, Fezzi, just out of nowhere, what'd you yell out? And she's here. I didn't yell she's out. She's it. here. I said, "There's a nine-fingered girl that will thump you if your phone goes and, off during this recording." And then you said, "Our friend BL's here from Florida." And I mean, those people were waiting on Ron and and uh, Jim, and you busted out with me first. That was really nice, class act on your part. I'm serious. It Thank really you. was. It was a class act. I, I was out of place. I'm I'm overwhelmed. The it next was I'm really asked. out of place. It was completely out of place. Uncomfortable could, for Jim, probably, I'm sure. Yeah. Here's a big star. My God, is that going to be a funny one? I cannot wait till you... Till and you actually have... opened the show with... So I guess we'll have to cut that out. Because he was like, what was that? You know, how am I supposed to follow that? 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> they gave me a standing O right yeah, there in the freaking cellar, man. Fucking crazy. At the stand. Yeah, at the stand. Thank you, Fez. At the cellar. Pre- you will that have was to- really nice, Fez. Yeah. That was really nice for Bale. Yeah. You know, he acts like he doesn't like you, but what he did, he put everything aside. Mm-hmm. To focus on BL last night. It was really, really lovely. And your chick was there. And some guy. Can I say something real quick? No, I won't I go into you're her. not going You're not even going to say another word because i got to go to break. Okay? We'll be right back. Who's mm-hmm. our guest coming in, Chris? Mr. Paul Morrissey. Now, Paul Morrissey is on the David Letterman show tonight doing stand-up. Why are you looking sad like you have to leave? No, because I back away the mic the way you taught me. That no. means somebody else might want to have a you're, mic. You're Maybe Chris going. Stanley wants to talk. Maybe no. there's too much BL. No. There's a such thing. Ask around. We'll be right back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill this blonde bitch. I am going to... I can't fucking go to break. Stop, Stanley. Stop it, BL. She just dry-humped you in the ass. And I'm telling your Lay chick, off. Chris. I'm telling your chick. Lay off, BL. Come on, give me a piece of that. Don't, don't, don't you do it. Give me some of that Stanley steamer. Some Stanley. Inappropriate. Oh, HR. Now I'm gonna kill her. Going to HR. HR, puffin' stuff. Oh, Woo! Don't you worry when things get rough. Wait, what, what was the second part? Don't you worry about when things get rough. HR, puffin' stuff. Well, you learn the lyrics before you <laughs> sing along with it, you dumb little kid. I was yeah, I know. You were Eating three. my freaking lucky charms <laughs> off the government. <laughs> now the bastards won't give me my settlement for my 100-year-old husband. Pricks. Goodbye. I got nothing. Because it's Packing up my desk. Here's why it's stealing from the taxpayers. You, know you weren't married to the men. You know what? Take a piece of this. Okay. Just... I got MSG right here, <laughs> south. It's God. pure I... square. I'm bringing the turf back. Bitch. Let me tell you something. She Let's just... bring back the turf. Let's this not is... manscape. She just smacked her crotch, right? And dust came off of it. <laughs> it's like fucking grabbing a, a fucking mummy's cunny. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. Yes. Channel 99. Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurney for SiriusXM Radio, bringing you the four-on-one on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, L.A., and anywhere else I think is important within one minute. Mark Norman, recently seen on Last Comic Standing, who opens for Amy Schumer, is totally blowing up. His first comedy album, Still Got It, drops Tuesday, July 15th from Comedy Central Records and will be available on iTunes, Amazon, and all streaming services. He was my recent guest on Ron and Fez, and when I ran into him at the Comedy Cellar, he was really psyched about all the good stuff coming his way. His episode of Comedy Central's Half Hour also airs in July on Friday the 18th at midnight. And this past March, he was the winner of the 2013 Caroline's March Madness competition. So major props to Mark Norman. He also told me that he and Amy would be at Carnegie Hall next November. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Gurney for SiriusXM reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurney on ComedyMattersTV.com for interviews with all your favorite stars. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my one minute. I'm out. Ron and Ben on Raw Dog. SiriusXM Comedy. Hits. Channel 99.
with the Rod and Fez show. Coming in the studio now, Paul Morrissey. We believe he will actually be appearing on The Late Show with David Letterman tonight at 11.35 on CBS. Well, the answer is yes. I made it on. You did make it on. Now, last time you were bumped, uh, but tonight... The President of the United States is giving a speech at 11.35. Yeah, that's what I thought. So hopefully it won't go on too long. <laughs> or a war breaks out. Yeah. One of those things. you got to watch out for these <laughs> things. you got to be careful. Who was on the show with you? It was Michael Douglas. Uh, that's a good one. Who was uh, great and very uh, interested in soccer. During, he kept popping back in the green room, checking the score last night. Oh, well, that was an exciting time. And uh, look, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this, but who picked Argentina from the beginning? Ronnie Bates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I took the U.S. as my first, and then I always take another country. This year I picked Argentina, but now I don't see them beating Germany. Germany just looks so massive. Well, I'll take Messi. I think he's the Michael Jordan of soccer. He is, but he was shut down yesterday. Now, Chris, did you get the bets that we have uh that were sent to us from uh the chick? Uh yeah, let me let me pull them up. Well, you know, I don't want you to give out any of the names because People match them, but we ought to t- take those bets. When do they run? They run. Hold on, let me, let me pick it up. Well, I can't have all the time for I'll, that. I'll change that, though. It's yeah, not Michael Jordan. He's the Larry Bird of soccer. Okay, Larry Bird. Because he doesn't Bird. look like he, he can play at all. And he then, doesn't look like he can pull it off. And he just dribbles through, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs funny, too, right? He does run funny, and he does. He looks that. like a small child. <laughs> they start running at 2.22 p.m. Is now, what? do you have uh, an account that you can bet on it for us? Oh uh, yeah, I, I have an account. Yeah, that I can put some cash. How in. much would that all g- go for right there? Let me take a look. Uh, six dollars bets. Six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four, thirty-two. About forty, fifty bucks. And that covers everybody. That would cover everyone. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, are you a gambling man at all? Uh, I in my head, I never put my actual money down. Very rarely. I think it's crazy to be a gambler. I mean, you just you end up like Chris Stanley. Great. Where you got nothing to show for it, ever. <laughs> I'll do like uh I'll win like a Super Bowl pool that you have to put like a $10 square on right. or something. But I won't bet like large amounts. Now, when I was out in Vegas, I was betting football games and, you know, just for fun. Because if you're there on a Sunday, it's great. All the games are going. But the real gamblers say they never do those things where you, oh, we're picking 14 games. The real gamblers like, that's a fucking jinx and Part shit. Mm. Don't do it. Just bet game by game by game. That's the thing about football is it does make the game better. You can't get beyond. Yeah, and I got money on it. I feel like, uh, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I know basketball as a broadcaster, as a Uh, coach, and uh, those guys know so much more than I know about the games. Like I would, I bet on like an NBA game, and they knew like Shaq was injured and like somebody else wasn't going to play. And uh, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. They've got eyes and ears all over the place. Kind of makes you freaked out. Where's LeBron close. going? Uh, why wouldn't he stay in Miami? BL, you were trying to tell me Cleveland, right? It's all over the news that that they feel he'll uh, he'll be, that they'll get him. They'll yeah. get him back. And I remember four years ago, it was all over the news he was coming to New York. <laughs> you cannot trust LeBron. 
You well, cannot. What I know is everyone from the Northeast, they go to retire in Cleveland. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> At a certain point in your life, you're like, I worked hard. I want to go to Cleveland and just spend a couple <laughs> years being easy on myself. Can you imagine Vegas odds, though, if LeBron's coming back? Like, what do you think Vegas, the, the, I wouldn't even say millions. It would be billions, right? What just do you mean? for a straight-up bet. Like, is he going to go back to Cleveland? Oh. Are you mean would Cleveland win with LeBron? That's what I'm saying. They never did before. It's yeah. There's no reason to think he's going They're to worse. go to They're Cleveland. They're worse teams. I'm yeah. sorry. Miami. He's going back. He's met with Pat Riley. And, well, Pat Riley's uh, it's in, Le- in Miami. <laughs> I know where he's at. I know yeah. where he's at. He's the freaking senior vice president or whatever. Yeah, Who senior cares? vice Player president or whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking. If you call Vegas right now, I bet you it's the biggest bet right now. There's you a site. You can't bet that, can you, Chris? Yes, you can. You can bet anything. In Vegas? And when no. Billion? No. In London, in London, does those kind of fucking bets? Yeah, but it's like weird, like futures, and yeah. and also like um like overseas, weird, shady, uh, online gaming places have weird bets. But no, not but Vegas. not in Vegas. No. It's yes, against the law. Oh, really? Yes, because well, why was I told that when I was on there? Because you're like a half a skank, and you're running around here like a lunatic. Well, you know what? You're not listening because there's different things that you can bet on in Vegas. I was told you could. Uh, maybe the listeners will back me up. Chris Stanley's have a little treat. Good. This is Chris Stanley having a drink. Oh, <laughs> nice to have shake some ice in the mic. Oh, Chris Stanley what? on the air. <laughs> Dehydrated. It was a yeah, boozy night. Hydration. I'm having I'm having real troubles with hydration. That's a real set of alcohol. So did she actually lay money down, or do you wire money to Nigerian princes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, mo- there's multiple different places. You can wire some money to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not a betting girl. Yeah. Oh, no, that'll get you in trouble. I know a guy that owns a pawn shop. Let me tell you something pretty. about BL. She's been married three times and has never had sex unless it was doggy style. Every <laughs> fucking husband said face down. You gotta have morals. Yeah. You do. I'm yeah. from St. Louis, okay? I'm a Midwestern girl. Are you really? Yeah. It's all right. What was the big... Yeah, what was the big thing to do when you grew up in St. Louis? Make mud pies and easy bake ovens. And then, the mud pie through the easy bake oven and cut yeah. your Barbie's nose off. So that was it. Yeah, that's Life it. Life doesn't get any better than no, that. No, it doesn't. Rubber against GI Joe. You, that she's the one that started it, though. Barbie. Barbie's why women have whorish values. And I know you don't want to bring this to the Letterman show tonight, <laughs> but. <laughs> What a fucking stupid thing to say. No, then. I'm just saying. He's already poor guy. done his spot. It already happened. Oh, that's right. It's not a live show, BL. Oh, crap. I've been. I've been to like, Letterman. I've sat in the desk. How'd you I've feel played about, Paul's organ. Oh, uh, his cock? No. <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel about your set? Were you happy uh, with it? I will say I felt really good about it. Um, and everyone there, but until you actually see it, it's right. kind of, that's the weirdest thing is like, I, I didn't get a chance to see any of it. So everyone's like, Hey, great job. How's it feeling? I was like, well, it's not on the air yet. Right. So, um, but I did have a cool thing with Dave, uh, cause you know, you do the set and the Dave comes over and shakes your hand yeah. and you don't want to, you know, they kind of walk you away after that. Right. You don't really have too much of a conversation with them, you know? And, uh, and this is inside baseball, but he kind of he screwed up the intro for the singers like Kasia or Kaija or something like that. So he messed it up. So he, we had to do the end of my set again. Wow! But he 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 just kind of stood there with me and just. But it was kind of funny because he did the. He said her name. He's like, I fucked it up, Paul. <laughs> he goes, we got to do it again. And it was kind of cool to have like just a moment where we're on a show, just uh 
you know, working through this, even though I didn't have to say anything. But then, then you're right there. You're all part <laughs> yeah, of yeah. it. You're like, here's the three of us. We've got to deal with this problem. Yeah, Look at us. It. Yeah. So that was that was a great thing. And then, yeah, it felt, felt great afterwards. But until it actually airs yeah. and I see it tonight, I don't feel like it'll it'll. Yeah, you in. feel the same thing about your appearances on this show? You won't <laughs> know until you get back and check your fucking Facebook? No. I mean, you, what happened to the people like Slim Shady? That's easy to say. It's hard. It's difficult to say, like, Shakira on a cue card. You He's know, Shakira, Shakura. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, I mean come all, on. I mean, what are you supposed to do with this? Think of all the names out there now. What like, the hell you got wrapped around your neck, by the way? Um, it's a bunch of beaded pearls. I, I buy out of states, so I some dead ladies' pearls. I don't okay. know. All right. I feel like well, she says every fourth sentence of what <laughs> she's talking about. So it's like one of those connect the dots thing to figure out. Welcome to the condo up in this little head, honey. It's a double saves decker. time, I guess. Right? Yeah, it does. There's this occasional. It's like Mad Libs. You know, she just yells out certain words, and it's up to you where you want to put them. Like telegrams that you're trying to save money on. You know. Mm. Just cutting down all the words. So what's up next for you after Letterman? <laughs> Wait, she's taking over, right? <laughs> she is. He doesn't mind. She's doing the interview right now. <laughs> no, what do so you? So where do you go next? Yeah, where do you this go? Is, seriously, it's like wake up Akron. So what's next after this? Where do you get our where your do ideas you go? from? Yeah, where do the ideas come I'm from? Done with this. Yeah, were you a funny kid? <laughs> what city? What exact city were you from? Hey, blowhard, how you doing, buddy? Hey, my soccer buddy, how you doing? Uh, it's great watching the games and getting a few opinions from you here and there. And congratulations on the Argentina pick. I know. I'm rooting for Argentina for a bunch of reasons, but the main reason is, A, these Germans attacked my grandfather in Norway and conquered Norway, and we got to get them back for that. B, they make scat films and they're disgusting people. And C, Lionel Messi is incredible to watch. I'll be rooting for the Argentinians or Argentines, whatever they are. You got to hire BL, by the way. This 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 woman is incredible. You got to keep her on the air. This woman is just unpredictable. She's like the unpredictable Johnny Rods of radio. She's all over the place. You got to love her. But here's the thing: it's the Ron and Fez show. That's the name <laughs> of the show. Thank you. And how much has Fez gotten on the air the last three days? But I thought I thought you'd bring it out in Fez because you could, they go back a while, and I thought they go back a ways. Yeah, and like you know, I would love to hear her since she did a sports show go up against Chris Stanley in a sports trivia contest. I would love to hear that. Well, first of all, neither one of them is going to know fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> BL did a sports show. There's no doubt about it. It had the name Sports in it, but it wasn't about jack shit. <laughs> It ended up being it was about the Seinfeld type sports show, the show about no sports. I mean, you know. yeah, but here's the thing: Seinfeld was funny. The show was hysterical. Yours was like Seinfeld without the laughs. But I thought that Fez worked well with BL. Like you know, everybody says, "Oh, the great chemistry, the great chemistry," and I'm, I'm just waiting to hear it. And I think that eventually it will come out. You put look, you're putting pressure on Fez. I gotta tell. Oh, I didn't even bring this story up. All right, thanks for calling, Blowhard. Right, buddy. This was the craziest thing that happened at the Unmasked last night. So, Florentine and I are waiting to. Uh, you know, for the show to start, people to come up. So there's like a little green room slash stairs back there, right? Yeah. So occasionally, like Fez would come back, oh, just a couple more minutes. Crowd is great. Uh, we're trying to get everybody in the room. And we would just keep hearing this, Fez! Fez! Gurian! Somebody's yelling, right? 
Fez, so Florentine and I are talking, and all of a sudden Fez leaves, and through the wall, me and, Ger- me and Florentine just hear Fez Watley's voice going like this. You fucking... Open your mouth again. I will fuck you up. I will throw you out of the fucking club myself. I'm not even kidding you. This is exactly the heat Fez sounded like. Florentine looks at me and goes like this. That uh, Fez doesn't take any shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I say to him, I go, I've never heard Fez like this before in my life. I go, I'm fucking shocked. I have no idea what is going on. Fez comes back and I go, Fez... What, what was going on there? And he goes, that was Mikey D. So there's a guy that is like Fez's sworn enemy. And he was, I guess, was he the guy yelling shit out? He was the guy screaming at the top of his lungs, like, like you the, said. Like do the impression. Fez! Darian! Hey, Jeff! See, I, I thought he was doing it like in a more sillier voice than that. Yeah. But that I, I don't see that it's Mikey D. And then I was I lying about what you said to him. Oh no! Said, I went out there. And he said, "I will fuck you up. I will fucking throw you out of this club myself." And I'm like, I've known Fez for thirty fucking years or whatever, and I've never heard him physically do the man up. I am going to jack your shit up <laughs> here. I'm gonna beat your fucking ass in front of your chick. Can he recreate it? What, what, is, what yeah, was the voice? Yeah, you want to say it to what you said. Yeah, well, what happened was, I didn't know who it was. I went from behind the curtain, and I'm looking around, and I see him actually do it. So I looked at him, and I pointed at him, and I go, fucking keep that shit up. And I will personally chuck your ass out of this fucking club. I will fucking throw you out myself. <laughs> it, it's literally, I mean, Fez is doing it. And, like, Florentine looks at me, because he doesn't really know Fez that well. He's like this. Uh, Fez doesn't take any shit at all. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fucking hearing this the first time. But it's only when, like, uh, I found out it was Mikey Day that I'm like, oh, okay, Fez has, like, hated him for ten years now. But what is he trying to do? Just fuck up your night? He, he just I think he was trying to fuck up my night. I think he was trying to fuck up the whole broadcast. Who does that? I, I guess he was fucking drunk off his ass. Then, But a, you know what? I know Mikey forever. He doesn't drink. He's a pot smoker. That's why it was... W- Allegedly. I, I was, no, he's definitely... I, <laughs> I've seen him take the joint, put it up to his mouth and smoke it. I don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. But I was actually shocked that someone who has come to different events in the past would try to be such an attention-grabbing asshole to scream across the club as we're getting ready to broadcast. Were right. you ready to fuck him up, though, for real? I was ready to just to put him out onto 3rd Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your new show opening right yeah. there. And we were on 6, so that would have been a long throw. <laughs> it was a toss. Um, I couldn't believe it. And I'm wondering, why the hell would he even do that? Then the people he was sitting with after the show, they're coming, like Bobby Pantera, Haas, they're coming to me and apologizing for him. I heard from someone else that one of those two guys were putting him up to it. Somebody said that when I brought it up later, I'm going, you know, I told that story. And they said it was either Bobby Pantera or Haas who was saying, like, oh, that's cool. Do it again. Do it again. See Fez's name. So one of those guys is also on your shit list. Yeah, well, all right. But now, they both the way, apologized for now, him. Now, by the way, uh, you're talking about attention whore. 
Jeffrey Gurian <laughs> came into the fucking club. I'm not even kidding you. Like it was a Tom Cruise fucking movie. <laughs> he has this incredibly hot black chick wearing the shortest skirt. And it was like Goodfellas. It was over the top. Like they were set up a table for him in the middle. May I tell you that she was wearing... She was so pretty. Yeah. She had these... She was stunning. Well, she was right in front of Florentine's sort of his... Per, right yeah. in front of his face. You're right. Probably maybe 12 feet away. And uh, anyway, she was wearing those uh, boots, except they're sandals. So they were cut like it looked like um, electrical black tape all the way up to her knee. And that was her boots. And she was wearing like a gold sequin dress, like Ron said. That was like just, Tina Turner. It was very early 80s David Bowie or Mick Jagger, right? All right, yeah. Or late Good 70s. And Good call on that. Exactly. And then... And then he was dressed up in a pink, baby pink blazer with a hot pink, like, uh, scarf. Yeah. And uh, some nice white pants. And together, I mean, they were a great, great duo when they walked in. Yeah. Uh, they stole the night. They did if steal they, the They night. stole the red carpet. There's no doubt about it. I can tell she did sports. That's a play-by-play. Yeah, she does. She does a play-by-play. You did play-by-play work? I just did. I was a sports anchor, so yeah. I just did the four-and-a-half-minute yeah. stuff. Because oh, I think play-by-play is, is a lot tougher than people Yeah, know. yeah, it definitely is. It's it's like uh, you're basically filling time. You well, know? we would do, yeah, we would do these things on the air where we would uh, we would go out and do these gigs and then have our listeners fight each other. But if, <laughs> then later, you know, we'd do it. It would be very exciting. And then later, all you would hear, you know, when I would go back and listen to the recording, you'd just hear us going like this, Oh, shit! Oh fuck! It. You know, you're like you're not calling, and people are like, "Could you just call the match?" And I go, "You know, there's only about six people in the world that can really call a real boxing match. Yeah. It's real, like the horse racing. People have no idea how tough it is to call that. You're rattling off all these fucking horse names, like fifteen crazy horse names <laughs> yeah. as they're changing positions. And on like in, in a two minute time, you have two minutes to call this thing. It's crazy. Well, I know this, Fuzzy. Normally, if we say Mikey D's name, he calls in a heartbeat. Nothing today. You he know he's ashamed. He cowered under the table when I yelled at him, when he was two seconds away from being put out of the stand. <laughs> and awesome. then, from what I understand, the baby went around to anyone who he could try to get to listen right. to, yell Fez, to tell him Fez yelled at me. Now, this is what uh, Hosps said. Fez th- said this by leaning over me and Bobby Patera. There was a scary, intense look in his face. Uh, Mikey was doing wine and shots. I will say, hey. I've never heard Fez sound more like a fucking stand-up guy. Like, and I and I'm literally hearing it through a wall. Uh, fucking Fez is intense. Huh? <laughs> Not really. I don't know this guy on the other side of the wall. The only thing I can think of is Mikey D is such a frustrated musician, could never make it in music. He paints his face up like a kitty and pre- pretends he's in Kiss playing his toy drum kit and was just jealous of Florentine, who's made it not only in comedy, but also in metal. He was all over me later in the night, too. Like, Did I fuck on you? you? Yeah. I maybe trying to fuck me. Like everywhere I, I kept like going around a stool. You can't get away from him. 
Going high and big, big A. Uh, Next now Hosp just wrote this. I'm dealing with my own shit over the last two weeks and barely keeping it together. I don't need Fez drama on top of it. <laughs> that has nothing to do with him. He's had a bad two weeks. Come on, give him what a break. The hell? Get off his dick. Can I ask you this? What's going on with Hosp? Dude, okay. screw Hosp no. or whoever that is. I guy. love Hosp. I know he's a good guy. Does anybody not know Fezzy's had, what, three heart attacks? He's getting, ready, he's getting ready to get a small potato cut out of his neck surgery what in two weeks he's got blood work to be done Fezzi's health is something we need to be concerned about and this gentleman last night is not making it any easier that was the best thing for my health was just screaming at that asshole yeah that's why <laughs> I, I wonder what's I, going I, on with Husp do you know John Fish by the way yeah, yeah he, we're good friends Yeah, he's going to stop in here in a minute too yeah I just went to his CD release party See, you're fucking hitting everything these days. Well, that's when I got bumped, so it made me feel worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone's doing good but me. Paul um, Morris, he's here with us in studio. He will be on The Late Show with David Letterman I, tonight. I just want to point this out. I'm looking at CNN, and they got another guy on here. How the Beatles changed everything. Do we not already understand by this point that the Beatles were a big band? Why do we still talk about it? Day after day, like the rest of us don't know the story. They got a new take on it. They have, they have a new angle. It's the same thing. Songwriting. Everything changed in the 60s from the Beatles. I know. Dude, it was Ringo's birthday a few days ago. But Did every fucking the- day, we got to bring up a story that the Beatles changed everything. You're not checking your 50 Getty, years. Your, your Getty picks. They get bigger each time. Well, that just makes me feel worse every time they tell, like, a Be- like the Beatles did the Ed Sullivan yeah. show where I performed last night, so they're one upping me. But here's the thing. <laughs> Who knows? It might be Marcy Mania after That's tonight. Right. You might end up having the same goddamn experience. Yeah, they only showed me from the waist up, just like Elvis. The, that, the, was I pressure. went on there, I said, just show me from the waist down. <laughs> I want to do a whole <laughs> different fucking thing. I'm just swinging the cock back and forth there. Scott Stapp MO? Scott Stapp. Benny which, nailed it today. I'm sorry. We're 22 minutes out from the first race that uh, we, we, we were bet playing money down. Because luck is in to that. Oh, oh yeah. We're, Whatever bet, you need. They're, 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 I bet. I made all the bets already. All it's right. already bet from my account. All right, so we'll cover for you. Yeah. Thank so, you. Um, which horse? Uh, I don't know. We got it from this guy last night. He got a bet in for you, BL. You're going to be covered in this. Me Jim and Florentine, Flor- for some reason, are sharing a bet. <laughs> oh, I covered both you and Florentine separately. Oh, okay. Um, I wonder what happened with us. All right, I got a break here, and um, who we got coming in, Chris? We have John Fish, John, oh. comedian John Fish, and Mr. Jeffrey Gurian. Oh, good. We can talk to him about his thing last night. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel ninety nine. Show coming into the studio now. Jeffrey Gurian's here from Comedy Matters TV, along with John Fish. John's going to be appearing at the Candlelight Theater in Ardentown, Delaware. That's next Thursday, July seventeenth. Go to nctstage.org for ticket information. 
Boy, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Fez brings you in different. He doesn't play your music. What happened? Gives yeah. away your gas. <laughs> it all changes. It's all downhill, huh? That's what he was all talking about. Yeah, the lobby. I know. Everything <laughs> changed. Um, the jump around wasn't here. Nothing. What happened? Yeah. You, by the way, I just have to tell you about Jeffrey Gurian. He comes into the stand last night like it was a red carpet situation. Bigger than life. You won the red carpet. The hottest chick, short skirt, you look like you were with Tina Turner, you know what I mean? It's like, well, here comes Phil Spector with Tina Turner, river deep, mountain high. People were buzzing, buzzing about you. Really? Yeah. I'm still jazzed from last night, man. That was an incredible night. I oh, mean, that was a lot of fun, I'm wasn't sure it? I'm sure you talked about it already, but I have to give you major props on that. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. And I've seen a lot of the Unmasked. That was so funny. It was one of the funniest that I've seen so far. Well, yeah, I mean, th that one was done straight, you know, when, you, when you're working in front of a crowd like that, everybody wants to go for straight laughs, and, you know. No, but you and Florentine were red hot. You were yeah. just playing off each other. It was just, it was great, and the crowd was wild. And yeah, they so were crazy. nice to see so many of the fans there and how much they loved the show. It was just, it was a great evening. Well, you won the night. Well, thank you. You were the <laughs> big win? <laughs> winner of the night. So we'll do the jump around, and you can introduce your uh, guest who you got with you. Great. I got a very special guy with me today. Not that any of my guests are not special, but this is someone that yeah. I've been a fan of for a long time. I love this guy. He's got a new uh, album out called He Has Friends. And we've done a lot together over the years. And it's John Fish. John Thanks, John man. Fish, yeah. buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah. Happy to be here. You know, it's very weird that you're here because Paul was just telling us that you had the best CD drop party <laughs> of all time. What happened? What was this party all about? It's the hippest place. I'll, I'll let you explain, but I just, I drive to, I drive to Brooklyn, of course. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it looks like an old VFW. And then there's bocce ball yeah, indoors. Yeah, bocce. Wow, I'd have yeah. been there in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. To me, that's the greatest backyard Upstairs, game bocce, of great all time. Yeah. Uh, and then downstairs, like a little room, like maybe 100 seats yeah. tops. I mean, 100 standing room only packed. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, the album is out now. It is. How do people get it? iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. Now... Remember when an album was an album, Jeffrey? See how we are? We just go to iTunes. Vinyl, yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing. I know. Yeah. I, know. Everything's on iTunes, right? You know, uh, Martling, early on, like late 70s, early 80s, mm -hmm. he worked for like a record company or something so he could get albums printed. And it got him booked everywhere. Every place. He's because the he first... would just make up these albums and send them out. He was making albums from day one. Yeah. I met him so many years ago. He was already handing out shit. He had he more product than anybody. And if you've yeah. ever been to his house, he's got like a warehouse full of shit. <laughs> and he gives you a carton of stuff. He was like, doing albums of his Of his jokes, stuff, yeah, his when no one stuff. else was. And comedy was still kind of new. Uh, so people were like, yeah, we'll book him. He has an album. You know, wherever, you exactly. know. Exactly. He would send it, you know, out in he the mail. He sent it to Rodney. That's how he yeah. got close with Rodney. He sent Rodney an album. <laughs> and he was saying, to, he told me before, he's like, I would only print like 500 of them up or something. But everybody was so impressed. Because up to them, you're like, album, like Rolling Stones or the Beatles. Yeah, he would bring them to shows. He did shows yeah. with like Richie Minervini. Uh, at, I, I don't remember the name of his club uh, out on the island, but he would he would always hand that out. Like and anybody comedy he met, East Side Comedy, comedy yeah. yeah. And anybody he met, he would give them an, an out. Like some people hand out a business card, <laughs> he would he hand, hand out, out some albums. Products, an album, yeah. 
There's nothing that would impress anybody that much now. I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think. That's really true. You know, like, you could say to someone, I have a movie coming out, and they're like, so does my cousin. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I've seen it already. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody, well, you've done, your Letterman is tonight. Yeah. And you've done Letterman, right? Yeah. To me, that's the last beacon of, you know, big show business moment. Yeah. Even now, people are like, yeah, good. Good. Tell me when you're on Colbert. <laughs> but see, I don't know whether Colbert will be as big as that. Like right. to me, we're gonna have to say late show. Yeah, Dave has a thing where it still feels like there's, you know, show girls and elephants, and yeah, you know right. what I mean, there's like that cachet, old sure. show business stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and it was, and it was also when you're on the show, it's always like like it was Michael Douglas last night. So yeah. that makes you seem legit when it's like, yeah, me and Michael Douglas are on the same TV show with did Dave. That, did that add to any anxiety for you, or uh, have you done it long enough? Well, to yeah, for those who don't know, I got bumped because Regis uh, would not leave the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept talking. And uh, and a lot, actually a lot of good stuff happened after that because Dave did an apology, and he said, you know, we're really sorry, we'll have him on as soon as we can. And, and almost like as many people watched that video, or at least saw that. Right. And, uh, and then, so it kind of almost primed you for the for the actual appearance and then dave did say at the end like thanks for coming back paul so he did the apology on the air yeah yeah he did that's great double plug double money yeah that's the road the road comedians are like you still get paid right (laughs) (laughs) that's the funniest shit yeah that's what i'm after after all these years that one night's pay you can't take the week off and not get paid (laughs) we're week to week in this business (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's cool though yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know they had the music guest after us, and uh, and yeah, they did a weird thing outside. It was like a really cool music guest too. Like they they she ran outside like on the street and was like running through the fire hydrants and stuff that they set up beforehand. So it's really cool. Like the whole show is really good. So yeah, that's the other thing I love about that is like they still use the streets and shit. To me, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in New York is. I get off of work one day and I'm heading up and Dave Letterman had put Paul McCartney up on the marquee oh, right, yeah. and everybody you know, didn't announce it and everybody in the city just comes fucking running over <laughs> and there's McCartney doing, hey Jude. It was yeah. the craziest shit, mm. you know, bigger than life. That's the cool thing. Uh, last night, did you see Fez's... Little meltdown that he had with a uh, with a heckler. I say Fez's no, finest moment. No, I didn't moment. say that at all. I thought, but when he opened the show, he was really funny. Oh, he was great. He was coming up with jokes. Well, he got the he got the BL <laughs> chant going too, which was great. But did you hear the guy that would yell out Fez, Fez, Gurry, and right? There were people yelling, yeah, yeah. remarks from from every. Well, so you often got ever. furious. I, with that Fez. I was absolutely furious. Went out to see who it was. Found out it was that asshole Mikey D, who I've always hated. So I never liked the guy. And as soon as I screamed at him, he cowered under the table and hasn't had the nerve to call in. So this is the funny thing. Like Florentine and I are waiting to come on. We're on one side of the wall, mm-hmm. and I just hear Fez's voice, 
and he's like, I will fucking throw you. I will fuck you. There was nothing gay about it, right? I will fucking chuck you. And Florentine's like, man, Fez is he's fucking, hot. yeah, he's a fucking doesn't take shit. I'm like, I don't know that guy. The guy that you hear threatening to beat someone up is someone I've never met before. But it was Mikey D. Mikey was on for a second and then hung up, Chris. Yeah, his 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 phone dropped. Yeah, dropped. <laughs> Do you feel like he's still afraid of you? He's terrified. There we, was a bunch of guys yelling out shit from over there. Yeah. And I'm it like, was all him, Jeffrey. Be so stupid. The show. Was it? Oh yeah, because they're so stupid. Because they are. Not, I mean, it's being taped. So, but men and alcohol don't mix well. You know that, right? Well, a lot of guys. The, the the drunker they got, the stupider their remarks were. A lot. Of, there was a lot of very nice people that are very a lot of complimentary things to say. There were yeah. a couple of guys who had a little bit too much, and they get carried away. You think that maybe you're saying it was all the same guy? Yeah. And you're saying you thought it was. Oh, a couple I, I guys. couldn't see because I was right up front, but I right. heard it coming from the side. I don't turn around. I'm used, I, I heard, heard that you, say, I heard that you wouldn't say hello to anyone. They said that you floated into the room. They said it was like if Tom Cruise just showed up. Oh, it's like the Studio moment. 54 entrance <laughs> yes, that he used to it was. Do. The same, uh, so you've never seen Fez like that. Have you ever been like that, though, before? Like where? I've never seen him ready Have to... Have you ever felt that Literally way? ready to fuck somebody up. Yeah, I think only at that guy. Wow. He's just such a entitled dick who who realized, you know what? Jim Florentine's getting attention. Unmasked is getting attention. I better start BL. screaming. Bial got attention. <laughs> and he just start, he just started screaming so that uh, everyone would turn around and look at him. It's an embarrassment. But, you see, I knew these guys when I was in high school. A lot of guys used to fight back then. And both these guys, they were, like, really nice guys. And they never fought with anyone except for each other. Yeah. And then they would fist fight, like, four times a year. <laughs> the same two guys. And they were like Ali Frazier. Like, oh, they're, got, they're back behind the bike rack. we got to fucking head out at 3 o'clock. And 3 o'clock like, behind the school. That's yeah. how you guys are. You have a... And then you, you guys used to be buddies. And then I acted like I was his friend ten years ago, so I could get free rides to work. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And, and wouldn't have to take the subway or the tram car off of Roosevelt Island in New York City. Well, that'd be well worth it then. I'd suck a cock to take the fucking tram to work. <laughs> but that sounds like he just pushes your button, and you have all this stuff stored. And why was he yelling uh, your name? I, I guess, well, I just, I said that um, two guys that he was sitting with, Bobby Pantera and Haas, both came to me later and apologized. Just got an email from Bobby Pantera. I didn't egg Mikey on. Mikey felt like Fez was ignoring him and was hurt about it. That's why he was yelling my uh. name. Well, what a fucking stupid-ass way to go about getting my attention. Because you almost got to meet the sidewalk face-to-face. -face. <laughs> he turned Fez into Buddy Rich, man. This is like those old, uh, I'm going to show you what it's like. So, I was just so annoyed. And that, yeah. like I said, that's a guy who's been to Ron and Fez events before and should know better that a recording and an interview, a live interview, is getting ready to start. Why would you start yelling shit out? in public, you mm -hmm. should know how to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really think special services should come in and check in on it, see if his daughter's with the right parents. And I, I wouldn't want him to ruin Florentine stories, you know, beautiful stories about how many times that uh, Jim Norton was masturbating somewhere. <laughs> in different places, <laughs> without caring that anyone saw. Yeah. That was crazy. Like this. Didn't even care. Yes, I know. Norton masturbates. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Haas, remember Haas said that, his, that he's had a bed two weeks? Yeah. His girlfriend broke up with him. Oh, no. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I met her, and I'm like, I think she's a little too fucking hot for you. It's always a problem. Never date over for, your head. For Florentine? Back to the lonely guy. No, no. no. Oh. Florentine. Well, BL, you're completely in love with Florentine today. No, I just think he's one a real handsome man that, you know, I got a lot of girls in South Florida that would tap that ass. Okay. Just a really handsome. He's like a Ken doll. He's, he's the real life Ken doll. Every girl. Every girl. But see, it. isn't that weird? Like girls can't. Like guys can't tell which yeah, of the other guy is attractive. No, no, no. It's I very hard to know. Like I thought that Brendan Fraser being attractive. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Brent? And who was the who was the Mike? The something? The 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 dancing Mike that they call him? They have oh, these movies. Um, yeah, it's um. Oh, he's the small face guy. I didn't know it's the a small <laughs> face. Shannon Tatum. Yeah, why is he the fucking attractive guy and yet oh, yeah. women love him? Yeah, I don't get it. When sometimes girls will be like, look at that guy, isn't he handsome? I don't know. You know I who I can tell is handsome? Yeah. Guys that look like girls. Right, yeah. Like if someone says, pretty, Cap- yeah. yeah, a pretty guy yeah. I can tell in a heartbeat. I'm like, yeah, Brad Pitt, okay, good looking. But when they say like a, a regular guy is good looking, I'm like, that's fu- oh, this is our horses running? It's <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I hope these all come in. The Ron Jim Florentine race is up first, the third in the Belmont. Uh, what do we got to do to win this? Uh, I'll wait till till it hits because otherwise people might jump on the bet. Okay, they're going kind of slow. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes to post. No, no, sports. That's not the race. <laughs> no, that's not. Yes, <laughs> that's how much oh. I know about sports. I just saw my horse taking his shit. That's yeah. not good. Is that's it? Not part of it, is it? No. All right, here's Fez's. Is, um, uh, here's Fez's arch enemy, Mikey D. Mikey. Ooh. Hey, Ron. Why were you hey, acting Jeffrey. like an asshole last night? I wasn't being an asshole, man. I was just You're screaming, screaming out in the crowd. Why are you doing that? It was you attention whore? I was having fucking fun. You and were not. You, really, you think you're having really fun? You're ruining it. You know what? One of the guys that was sitting at the table next to you grabbed me from behind the curtain and said, thank you for shutting that guy the fuck up. I doubt that was said. It was absolutely said. You were being a total asshole prick. Most of the people around there was were laughing and... Do you really think I was going to be screaming? Can I tell you something, Mikey? I didn't know that was you yelling because I was in the back, and I'm like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, I am not kidding. You're yelling out. Everyone was people's saying it. names. You sounded like a dick. Then why were all the guys around you who were laughing so hard at your great comedic uh, creativity here? Why were they coming to me afterwards apologizing for you being the ass? They weren't apologizing for me being an ass. Yes, they did. They came up to me and both apologized. <laughs> what club were you in? What's they really bothering you, Mikey? <laughs> they were apologizing because you got so angry. They were scared. You were scared. You shut the fuck right up, didn't you, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> I was about to scream again. And they you know, in, in gay bullying, the gay is not supposed to be the bully. This is an all-time first. <laughs> This is an all-time first. 
You know, and then and then I have to hear everyone saying, "Mikey D wants to tell me that you're mad at me, that uh, that I'm mad at you." And I'm like, why the hell are you? You know what? Don't show up. It's not about you. No one wants to hear your shit. Shelby is like, I can't get this guy away from me. Yeah, I had I had fun with Shelby last night. Man. No, no, you had fun. Shelby didn't. You're the only <laughs> one using the word fun, asshole. Stay away. You're not I welcome. Went, the, the only person I really went to was with Chris. Uh, I went to Chris, and I said, you know, Fezzy yelled at me. He, Mikey D., at five different times. It's not yeah. an exaggeration. Trying to tell me that Fez fucking What a drunk asshole. Please give his daughter back to her mother. Oh, my God. That's too much. <laughs> That's too God. much. You crossed the line there. This guy can't even handle himself in public. How's he a parent? Oh, I'll just say. That's too much. You know, much. man, if it was somebody that you liked, you would have said, hey, this is this guy's having fun. No! Because no! I that's why you fucking yelled at me, and that's why you had this attitude with me. Hey, listen, music loser. <laughs> I went out there not even knowing who the fuck was yelling. I went out there to find out who it was. And then I couldn't... I just, and then, actually, Mikey, I couldn't believe it was you. I couldn't believe that you were being such a dick. But do you really think I was going to scream during the taping? You, you really were, thought that? You were screaming? You were trying to get other people to scream? How why, would, why, scream? why wouldn't they follow your lead? If there's one asshole in the back of the room who can yell out, why wouldn't everybody start yelling out? Because I might as well be the only asshole then, right? You were last night. Everyone else right. was nice and respectful and but, fun. But you but you did back down to him, Mikey? You got afraid? No, I didn't get afraid. I just yeah. All right, hold on. Here comes my race. You this can actually is, put it up. You can put, there's audio. Uh, this is me and Florentine together. Your yeah. race? Yeah, well, the, the, a guy that was there last night gave us all tips, and Chris went and bet it for us. We're looking for the three, the four, and the six. If any of them come in the first two spots, you hit on an exacta. How much money is that? Uh, it depends. If, if the four or the six come in first, it could be a nice chunk of change. They're long shots. You got them third and fourth right now. Up close, on hold, running for Silver Day, drafting in behind horses now. So I need what? Three? Three, four, and six. And, and any combination I got of those three, three and six. In the, in the first two. Yeah, okay. Leaves them by a length here with yeah, six for I'm falling back now. At least they're moving first. Tug of war, tucked away at the inside, running in Yeah, Hoppy Doe. That's my. That's Hoppy Doe and Junior Officer. My fucking horses. Don't forget Silver Day. Silver Day's in it. You're all right. Silver Day's not even on the fucking screen right now. Come on, Hoppy Doe. You prick. Open it up! From front to back, and it's still Sports Rider. Sails through an opening quarter mile, or half mile in 48 oh, and one fifth seconds here. Half mile remaining. So it's Sports Rider in front, drawing alongside. Happy Doe moves in the second, Hoppy but still I'm fucking under a nice hold while running along second. There's room at the inside there for tug of war. A little bit tight for tug of war three furlongs to go. But he's got the room. Does he have the run? So it's Tug I'm of War, Hoppy Doo, and Bad. Sports Rider. Those three will hit the quarter pole together, oh, no. and Romance in the Gold looms strongly oh, in behind oh, him. There we go. Will he go inside or out? No room to go inside That's yet for Romance in the Gold. Top of the stretch, Hoppy Doo. Now there's room for Romance in the Gold, who comes on through between horses as Tug of War braces for the challenge. I like tug of War and circles more. And yeah. Romance in circles the Gold on by. <laughs> Romance in the gold. Once Way to go, chick. The room. Great work. You yeah. fucking destroyed me. Did any of your horses come in? No, nothing. No, it was a no. <laughs> Molly's race is a 253. I was bad I didn't get included, and now I'm glad I didn't get included. <laughs> well, wait, is, is like Jeffrey in it? I know he put in a lot of names. It, Molly, Shelby, Ron slash Jim Florentine, 
Fez, myself, the iBang editor, and that's it. Oh, sorry, Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. First. I didn't get dick either, Jeffrey. What's yeah. that? I didn't get anything. You didn't, you didn't. Well, you, you haven't been here very long, BL. Yes, all right. Me and Jeffrey are out. He's got a girl with hot heels to her kneecaps. and Yeah. <laughs> I saw Jeffrey's car last night. That's some baller shit. Oh, yeah. Was that your car or your... That's my loner. Loner, car. yeah. That's not even his regular. His, I like his other Jag better than he this gave one. Gave me that old piece of crap. That's my loner. <laughs> <car>. <laughs> that was a beautiful car. Still I was embarrassed to show up in a car like that. What? I had to apologize to the girl. Always hot girls. When, when, I'm, when I'm on Tinder and it's a hot girl, me and my buddy are always like, "Is she, is she Gurian hot?" Is that right? <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Because it's a specific type of girl too. It's like yeah. Well. What is the Gurian type? Uh, just always done up nice. Yeah. Tall, like twice as tall as him. But how does he do it? What are you... No one knows, man. He's, See, that's, he's on the next... You know how there's Tinder is the hot one now? He's yeah. on the next one. What like, do you, that we don't even know about Where do yet. you meet these girls at, Jeffrey? Every place. Not only one place. I don't know. Just... I'm out, you know? But you're not paying. Around, man. You're I not paying. Around. I'm not what? You're not paying for that. Of course not. Okay, I just want to check. <laughs> I want to be the check. No, no, no I don't consider that no, an I insult. I, no. You know, because I've been to Vegas. I think that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're hot enough to be a hooker. It's like a nice thing to say. That's an interesting yeah. twist. <laughs> but this one, um, I spoke English. Yes, so I it, give you unusual, all, right? Yeah. 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 I see Jeffrey with an incredibly beautiful Chinese girl who did not speak a word of English. And then you bring her to a comedy show? Yeah. Which and is ridiculous. And she falls asleep, and then I'm embarrassed, and then I'm like, I can't bring her anywhere anymore. But she thought my like, name was... that chick sleeping? She thought your name she's was learned, Run. run. Like she's learning DMC. some English. She's like, Run? Run? And she starts fake running. And I'm like, that's it. Run I'm DMC. named after running. I know, I know. It's very hard to bring her anyplace. It's very weird. But she's very attractive. Yes, yeah, she's And then I look over, yeah. and she's just mistaken. Massaging his fingers and toes. Now, does he have a certain look, or is it just like he's the man with the minorities? Am I, am I gonna? Uh, no, I think there's some whitey up in there too. Yeah, every uh -huh. every yes. you're like the I don't UN. Discriminate. Yeah, it's just I don't like this tall model looking. I just vibe. like you know, it's like beauty is like going to a museum, man. It's like seeing. Something really special. Oh, that's right. You masturbate in museums. I forgot about that. <laughs> Me and Norton. He works in oil. Pulled it back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was a great show. I had a great time. I'm telling you, you came in bigger than life last night. Well, Everybody was, the was scarf, impressed. Too, you know, Fezzi had a great line about my scarf, but he chose the. Uh, the mustache hair hookup instead. Oh. He said that he patterned his mustache on my hair. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> Fez, what was the line you were going to do? That you decided oh, it was, not can to we do? turn down the spotlight? Oh, wait, that's Jeffrey Gurian's scarf. <laughs> <laughs> so you were going over gag bits with him before the no, show? No, he told no, me that, that afterwards. Oh, yeah. He told me that after that. I was that afraid was if I said that, they'd actually lower the spotlights. <laughs> <laughs> Full studio today. Paul Morrissey's with us. He's going to be on the Late Show with David Letterman tonight. That is guaranteed hopefully, this time. Hopefully, <laughs> no. I've more. heard that shit before. <laughs> He's also going to be at the Riverside Theater in Vero Beach, Florida, this Friday and Saturday. Go to RiversideTheater.com for tickets. And he's got the Alley Oop podcast available on iTunes. Jeffrey Gurian's here. He's going to be at the Metropolitan Room 
on uh, West 22nd Street this Saturday, July 12th at 10 p.m., ComedyMattersTV.com. And John Fish is here. He's appearing at the Candlelight Theater in Ardentown, Delaware, next Thursday, July 17th, nctstage.org for ticket information. And his brand new album, He Has Friends, is also available now on iTunes. He has friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a cool name? Yeah. He has friends. It's great. It's like something the parents would feel good about. Well, yeah. he has friends. It's because people That's think nice. he has no friends, right? No, it's, it's the, I mean, the story behind the bit is that I, I go to this sushi place a lot in my neighborhood, you know, and I usually just go by myself. But one day I was meeting our good friend Moody McCarthy. <laughs> The guy was like, table for one? I'm like, no, I'm meeting a friend. And he screamed, he has friends. <laughs> to the whole rest. He has friends! Like, he won a bet they were having. I swear to God, I don't do this part in it, but it actually happened two weeks later. I brought my parents there. They were yeah. visiting. And the guy goes, he has friends and parents! <laughs> like, you just thought that I was just like this loser that just came and ate sushi there And they always day. felt sad. Like, oh, that guy, he's always alone. <laughs> Let's give him extra fish. Yeah. John, you were featured on Last Conversation. Standing season four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be live chatting tonight on La- Last Comic Standing, oh, nice. watching that along with the iBang. Me and Shelby will be doing the live chat. Oh, cool! Oh, and we're also doing. Uh, I'm doing that Axis TV show tonight. The Gotham mm-hmm. yeah, Comedy Live. Gabe Kaplan is hosting. That's oh, going to be a is great that show. right? Gabe Kaplan. I will be yeah. there at Gotham Comedy. Oh, yeah. So I'll be on that. David Letterman and Mr. Cotter in one week. In one week, you know, Gabe is. Uh, one of the best poker players, supposedly, I've heard in the that, whole yeah, world. Yeah. yeah, there was a time that he went out and professionally played. I don't know whether he still does, but like he was doing comedy when you could still do jokes. You know what I mean? Like you could tell jokes for a living. Mm-hmm. Just go up and tell some gags. And he, I'm gonna guess, other than Jackie the Joke Man. That he was the last to be able to pull yeah, that off? Yeah, there's nobody else who does it. Myron yeah. Cohen used to do that on the Ed Sullivan Show. You remember Myron <laughs> Cohen 800 years ago? I yeah, just saw Bob was, Newhart. But hardly anybody. Uh, well, and he kind of tells does. like extended yeah. stories, personal stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like, you know, no, but not real jo- Like Martling does like two guys walking yeah, into yeah, a bar. Yeah. Right. And, you know. And it's all these ones that you can't, they're all like Polak jokes, which don't, nobody understands. <laughs> right, no one, yeah. <laughs> That's got, like, in the 70s, it was very acceptable to sell joke books that had 1,000 Polak jokes or 1,000 Dago jokes. <laughs> and I remember I'd be a kid and I'd just be, like, reading along. And I always remember, um, it was like, what do you call uh, an uh, Italian version and the virgin? And the punchline was faster than her uncle's. And I remember just, you know, I'm young enough that I'm trying to figure out what that actually meant. Finally getting incest. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) But that was an acceptable joke thing. You could go on and do a Polak joke on, like, make me laugh. Yeah. You know? I mean, I I just just, had a. Try that now. Flash, though. Like, didn't didn't he on on Welcome Back, Cotter, like, tell a joke, like, with a big cigar? Yeah, the beginning of every show. Oh, yeah, that's right. He would say, my uncle, he would tell his wife, my uncle, did I ever tell you about my uncle? And he would just tell his street joke, but say that it was his uncle. That was his, like, Seinfeld doing stand-up. Yeah, that was his his little piece. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, Norm Macdonald does that with like older jokes, and I saw I saw Newhart do like a ten minute 
Polak joke, like the uh, the Polish airline pilots or whatever. Uh-huh. And he just weaves that like ten minute story, and it's basically like they crashed, and and the one guy says, uh, "Really short uh, runway." He goes, "Yeah, but so wide." <laughs> <laughs> Who is the guy that got in trouble for that when the plane crashed? And he mentioned the pilots' names, and they were obviously ridiculous Asian names. Oh, Do you remember that yeah. story? It, it wasn't a comic. It was a San Diego TV station. Right. Somebody got they, pranked. Well, yeah, they got pranked. They, got, yeah. 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 they fed them these names that were ridiculously <laughs> oh, right, right. Asian names, but made up having to do with a crash. <laughs> I wish I could, like, who flung pee or something yeah, like that. Something. <laughs> and, and, you don't need to remember them. And, the guy, re- and the guy read it on the, on the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I tell my Chinese girlfriend. She likes that. <laughs> she never heard of Confucius. Can you believe no. that a Chinese girl does not know who Confucius is? You better make sure was? she's not North Korean. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know who Confucius she is? She never heard of the Confucius sayings. Uh, and I tried to explain it to her, but she didn't understand enough to really get it. Because Jeffrey does look like kind of a Chinese rock star, like an Asian. Okay, and then the <laughs> thought I mean? of that, yeah. Okay, like if Prince was Asian. Was yeah, like really? a cover band. Uh, <laughs> I have an Asian thing happening, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, just, I don't know. I'm just going in. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, you do, you're doing great. If you're known as a guy who's got beautiful women with him all the time, Am I? You're asking, am I? No, now? you oh. are. We're, we're all we're all in agreement on it. But you can't find love, Jeffrey. That's the thing. You said you, you know would what? give it all up if you could... Yeah, I would settle down in a minute mm-hmm. I would, if I had the right person. But it's hard to find. What about you know, Biel over there? I, think you gotta find. Find I just nice, met Biel. She's lovely. you got to find a nice yeah. little troll. Forget lovely. all these beautiful women. <laughs> He's got to do like a pretty woman thing with like Biel. Just take her to all the shops. and <laughs> If you want to be happy yeah. for the rest of your life, yeah. you never make a pretty woman your wife. Well, that's what you yeah, got to do. Take Biel out. We'll do pretty woman. I guess you could buy her a new saddle for her horse. Some fucking boots. Because she's got a whole Annie Oakley thing going down right now. No, I like it. It's a great look. I'm way too old for him. I'm 50. You are too old for him. He like You like him young, right? Yeah, you like him young. I don't have any choice. Pretty skin. <laughs> you like 13, that's 14 years old. <laughs> so and that's sick. No, that's One sick. girl was crying and said, help me. Yeah. Right, what age would you say is acceptable for you to date? What age? You mean, where, like, where yeah, would it start? How old is she? Yeah. I mean... Oh, I, You know, that it's so funny because I never ask... Uh, but I'm you should. You're going to get in trouble. He yeah. actually said if she could. I don't ask. She, she I said I if she like could it. sit on a curb and her feet hit the street, <laughs> she's old enough. I go by if you like the same music, then okay. you're the same age. If you're into the same music, I happen to like hip hop. I don't know, like I, 27. Your move. Your music keeps moving up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know exactly. what kind of music he likes? The farmer in the dell. <laughs> yeah. The farmer in the dell. It's a little sick, Jeffrey. Where where do you go back, Biel? What's your music? Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> Who sang that? Rudy Valley. Yeah. With a, with a uh, with a megaphone. Well, right? Biel's first words is Limburg has landed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she get in here. I feel like she she hooked up with Crosby, Stills, or Nash last night after the Beacon. Well, right after I banged your dad, oh, you right. had to pull the card. Come on, that was a compliment. That was a compliment. I was to at dad, that concert. I to your dad, right? 
Please tell me your dad's alive. BL's doing Please tell me he's alive. BL thinks this is an intern, like a fucking insult. I had your dad's dick in my mouth. It's not the same thing as doing a mom joke, BL. Yeah, men are not going to be embarrassed. What rock stars have you been with? I know Joe Walsh. Who else? Joe Walsh. He asked you to marry him. I drove him in a limo for two weeks and we were platonic. Didn't he not ask you to marry him? We he we were we got very uh he got up front with me and moved the cooler threw it out in the yard it's back uh-huh. before the eagles put him in rehab in 93 but uh, he sat up front and he cried like a baby i said who did you really love and he said i really loved stevie nicks he said and everybody knows that of course but he said i truly loved stevie i i don't know why it couldn't work well he dodged a bullet believe me oh she's beautiful i love her I, I, can you feel the rumors eight track now these guys are too young some of them this is like the sound city documentary I just got a Jolita tube amp buddy and it lights up it takes four seconds to light that bitch up like an old bitch so guy go back into that Rick Springfield came in and blew the roof off the place (laughs) but uh, I can feel my uh, Fleetwood Mac and Cher with half breed can't you feel it clicking into your eight track and click 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 and your heart and stomach would make that that's what we miss that's what I miss about the today's Electronics. I mean, it's just amazing. It's like a wind-up it's just doll. Some weird shit. Shit. It just goes. It just well, does fuck it. You stuff. asked me about fucking music. I'm telling you. No, but shit. seriously, I asked you who you I blow. I asked you who you blow, and the I next day I'm here about anybody. Eight. Yeah. I never even gave up a, a mouth. Hug yeah. or thing to a Which guy one of the turtles were you with? Flowered. <laughs> Which one of them? Woman. Which one of the monkeys? Jones. Gary Pumpkin and the Union Gab. I did those fuckers all at the same time. First of all, it wasn't Union Gab. It's Union Gap. I'm kidding. Gary yeah. Puck is very happily married. He actually looks like um, Jeff. Why would anyone know what Gary Puckett is up to? There was a, there was a fucking four-month window in 1963 when people cared. On the Dick he, Clark show. Yeah. Come on. Go ahead, Jeffrey. He had Woman. He What was his top three hits? Gary Puckett. I don't know. Younger. Oh, Younger. Oh, yeah, see, Ron knows. Ron is a compendium of Gary, knowledge. Gary when won't answer that question on the grounds if you guys know the same music, you're going to have to date. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, what did you say about Gary? That he's a genius on what? No, I said Ron is a compendium so of she- knowledge on music. He's unbelievable. He remembers songs, years, groups, man. It's but amazing. here's the thing, BL. Yeah. Do you feel like you're too old for for Jeffrey because you're not even his age, though? See, that's the thing. I'm Fifty, he goes for fourteen. To but isn't it 18. weird that we Demo. that women age out, but men never think they do? Men never take themselves out of the game. That's a head thing. It's an energy yeah. thing. It's like. You're a male MILF somehow, though. I don't know how you pulled it off. <laughs> and it would it's all be. Weird. You know what got me in trouble? Years ago on Alan Havey's show, he had a show called Night After Night, I think, where there was one person in the audience. Remember that show? And he had me on, and, and it took me, his opening line, and it, it, it took me by surprise. He goes, It's the first time I've ever seen you without a beautiful woman. And I was so shocked, I didn't know what to say. And I got in so much trouble because I was dating a very jealous girl. And it really, it was, it was not a good thing for me. And sometimes when men say that, it's very bad because you never know who you're with. You right. guys are, are all very cool. But if someone says that, you could be with your wife, and someone says, "Hey, mm. you're always with a beautiful girl." You're like, "Oh, right. thank you very much." <laughs> yeah. That compliment. Yes, I'll be killed by the evening. You know. It's but like, it's still a compliment, even to your jealous girlfriend. She should have felt good about it. Well, she was, you know. 
11. That's so. why he doesn't have her. <laughs> she was cranky. She had yeah. to slap. Yeah. She journaled it out yeah. and she moved she on with excited her excited about getting a period. No, you, like, need, yeah. you need to know that the schoolgirl skirt is ironic and not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in that, Japanese porn, it isn't. Mm. They're very into schoolgirls for some reason. I don't know what that's about. Very, yeah, it's, it's very not that I would too. know. Yeah, and yet not you were the I only one who was able to pull it out of the thin air. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear so about BL in Key West with Fog Hat. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh God, I, I just got charged. Dude, she was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm just letting the, I'm letting I the remember, boys be in the treehouse. I remember <laughs> their 1975 tour. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. What was the first concert you went to, BL? Um, it was at Van Halen. I was 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep, my mom let me go. St. Louis Arch. Uh, I think that was Van Heflin that you went to see. Here's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Gallagher too. Oh man. Here's Dave. Dave, you're on the run. I like that there was a pause. We were all going Van Heflin. How far back does that go? Uh, Dave, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, hey, BL. You know that click, click, click you're hearing? That ain't no A track. That's your third replaced hip. Baby. All right. See, that's sad. It's not. That's not that's nice. sad. Yeah. Bill, you got to stop giving uh, the finger with that nub. <laughs> the boys don't know it got chopped off. On yeah, her finger got chopped I have off. Nine and a half fingers. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm <laughs> more like nine and three quarters. What he said? What did he, he just went. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was like David Wells wanted this nub in places the sun didn't shine. I introduced him to his wife, though. Instead, I kind of sidetracked him. But you dated David Wells for a while? No, you know, he was the best man in my wedding. He was best friends with my husband. But why did you say that you put your finger up his ass? No, he still always (laughs) used to look at me and go, nub up, BL. Come on, BL, nub up. Yeah. Yeah, he, just, he also he pitched just, a no hitter, wasted, right? Yeah, no okay. perfect game, and he oh, perfect yeah, game. he was hungover. Hungover. Oh, that's it. All right. Was he really hungover? Um, he says that he really he was. He was foggy, but Mr. Steinbrenner was not happy about it, so they had a couple words. How many you know. How many no hitters did he pitch though? He pitched a couple, right? I don't know about no hitters. No hit, but the one perfect game was like a. Uh, he was at like the Saturday Night Live after party to like five in the morning. Is that right? Yeah. And it was like a day game. It was like a one o'clock. Uh, did game. he not know he was pitching the next day? I think a lot of those baseball guys, they just think they can. They can just work through, through it. Yeah. I mean, you really, when you're pitching, you only got work like one day a week. Try to get to bed the night before. Five yeah. day rotation. Yeah. Hello. You don't have to be to the yard till two. What do you want him to do? Sit the around yard. with Jeffrey the in the yard. jag? <laughs> Wait, but where is he sitting with Jeffrey? In the jag? In, the, in Jeffrey's jag. Okay. The loner. <laughs> the loner. Yeah. That piece of crap. <laughs> They drive you nuts. When are you get in your, your actual car back? I don't know. I went in there yesterday. They have it for a week. They haven't even told me anything yet. So I went in there yesterday, and the guy's like, you like this one. You want to buy this? I'm like, I like my old one better. And then he was shocked. Because they don't make Jaguars with the Jaguar on the front anymore, with the old emblem. You know, That's insane. And you know why? Because The stolen. reason is, no, they tell you because if you get hit by the car, that thing hurts you. I'm like, what, are you kidding me? How about the fact that you just got hit by a car? With a bumper hurting you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So why not take off the whole front of the car? But I guess it punches right through, though, right? Like that Jaguar punched through a bone or something. That's why I, I stopped mean, I buying know. Jaguars. Think, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> rough. It's a rough Stick deal. So I don't know. PT so, Cruiser. So you I'm always had Jags? This. No, I used to have uh, a, 
Lexuses. Huh. What's the plural of Lex- Lexi? Lexi, yeah. Lexi? You had a Lexi. I had a Lexi, yeah, for a while. But then they got, they were boring. They didn't make them stylish anymore. So I went to Jags, and they're fun. Uh, hey, TJ. Yeah, hey, yeah, buddies, what's up? Hey. Um, yeah, you know, Gary, I gotta applaud you for finding beauty in all the races. You know, I, I think that's really important. And everyone in that room says the same thing. You know, Ron, you know, bigot. Pepper, you fuck anything. <laughs> says you don't fuck anything. But Shelby, Shelby doesn't like Chinese girls. Shelby, maybe during you could talk some sense into this. You wouldn't be with an Asian girl, Shelby? Yeah, I don't. I'm not into like the whole meek Asian thing. <laughs> the what? The like the meek attitude, like the subservient thing. You like a dominant it. chick? Yeah, sure. You like an Asian girl that would punch you in the face? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make I you got take a few out the trash. We'll get you, we'll get you a ninja. Asian, yeah, they buddy. eventually come around to that anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like a Margaret Cho. All women are the same. <laughs> yeah, Margaret Cho would be perfect for you. Yeah, I, I I agree though. I don't think I don't like guys to say, "Oh, I couldn't be with the." That's, yeah, that's weird ridiculous. To me. Yeah, women are women, and they're just there's something beautiful in it. Every I see all of them, uh, even like let's say a nine fingered hayseed from down south. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, BL. All right, you bring up fingers, I perk up. I didn't. Yeah, know. I, I understand. Know if you needed me or not? If no. that was the newsroom, I go. <laughs> Seriously, I can I ask you? Jeffrey's a Leo. I guarantee it. <laughs> No, Capricorn. <laughs> oh, my God. Capricorn, yes. Why do you Straight act like, up. oh, my God, for that? No, I was just wondering, because that's what you are, Benny. Yeah, but what's the difference? I did, they usually don't like me at all. Yeah. What, Capricorns? They find me very uncomfortable, whorish. I that's so weird. I don't see anything uncomfortable so about reta- you. You're so sweet. They're so anal retentive. And up. retentive. What they're anal? They're you know they're you're they're meticulous like like Jeffrey's Jag. I guarantee the interior. The girl has to maybe take her shoes out before she gets in, brush them off. Don't worry, he puts them in a plastic bag by the end of the night anyway. <laughs> <laughs> soaks it down with Clorox. <laughs> it's funny about Capricorns. They are like that, but you can be anal without being an asshole, right? You're the same. You're the same thing that you believe that the time of the year that you're born means something. No, I'm not that into astrology, but yeah. I'm open to it because there's nothing negative about it. I'm open to all positive thoughts. There are people who have greater, much greater knowledge than I do on so many things. And if it's something positive, like I don't want to believe in voodoo because if voodoo. you believe in it, then it can affect you. Mm-hmm. But I believe in all positive things because why not? Who am I to know what's real or Especially not? Especially if the chick's really so, hot. So exactly. So I'm open. I'm, I'm open to. <laughs> but those how could thoughts. it be the time the time of the year that you're born has something to do with your personality? It doesn't make sense to me. People have knowledge, man. That's way beyond. But you're acting like there's only twelve different personalities in the in the world. BL doesn't make sense. No, because no, there are people who really read you. Have you ever had a, a true reading? Oh yeah. Mm. I have, and they're amazingly accurate. You know, and because you have to tell them the date, the time, everything, you know, like the hour you were born and stuff, and they chart you. And as I said, how can it hurt you to be open to that? I'm, I'm open to anything. Yeah, but see, here's my problem with that. That means that it's not up to you now, that it's some kind of fate thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think we all have a path. You know, I think that's why some things that you try to do won't work because they're not meant, it's not your path. But What's when, the path? But when you do find your true path, then the universe supports you in that. And then th- good things start happening. You know, you can try a lot of things, and they might not work. And you could think, oh, fuck, I'm the, the ultimate victim of the universe. Nothing works out for me. Because you see it working out for other people. 
But when you try to do it, it doesn't work. And the message there is that you're supposed to be doing something else. And once you find that thing that you're supposed to be doing, the universe will support you in that, and things come together for you. Mm. Have you ever found that? I gotta call my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad, I'm sorry, was, I got off my That was pen. really deep. Uh, yeah. No, that was really poignant. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little scared. But right I feel now. like every uh, once in a while I go off on some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that well, to get charted, I feel like they should give you like a pass fail. Like this is what you should have done. And you really fucked this up. I even think charted sounds like you, you know, tried to fart and shit. See, I, <laughs> I'm just, I just don't know how, like, the, th- the thing of having a path would mean it's not even up to you. Right. You know, I like having too. some kind of choice. No, we have free will. Matter. We're given free will, which then is why, why do you we can have make gravity? mistakes. You, you know what I mean? You make things that seem like mistakes. Mm-hmm. You, you have free choice. You can do whatever you want in your life. But there's, a, there's an inner guidance that you're supposed to tap into. Before you make a big decision in your life, you're supposed to tap into, try if you can. I mean, there's no right and wrong with it. It's just that if you go through life thinking that you're in control, then when you lose shit, you get very depressed because you think you could have done something differently. Mm. But some things are just out of your control. And that's just like a spiritual approach. So I'm into that. That part's true, but I don't like the fact that like people will say... Oh, I'm just not good at this. And that kind of is your excuse for like bailing on right. relationships no. or if I'm not good at basketball cuz the first shot I ever took yeah. didn't go in, you but know. A like, perfect example is your story about getting bumped by Regis. So you went to the show all excited right. and some people would be very depressed that mm-hmm. they got bumped, but you had to think, well, there's a bigger story here. I got bumped for a reason. So it turned out to be something good cuz you got mentioned twice and you end up doing the show anyway and you got paid for it. Yeah. So you didn't get lost in the fact that oh fuck, I have such bad luck. I got bumped. Yeah, you're like a lot of my friends. They're real positive. It's a drag. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you want to feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, you like hanging around with people. Feeling sorry for yourself. Exactly. Self pity is fucked up. That's not to say that two weeks though, in between getting bumped and actually taping last night, weren't really stressful, right? Yeah, of course. And all these different things go through your mind. But uh, one of my friends who did get bumped, they said, well, the set's only going to be that much better when you actually do the show. So then you kind of focus on what you have to do instead of what would have happened a month ago yeah, or instead whatever. instead of wallowing in that thing. And, and to, so many people do that. When I find myself doing that to myself, I have to remind myself that that's not a good way to think. Because mm-hmm. you can change a thought. You know, just because we think it doesn't mean that it's real. You have the capacity to change a thought. I got to get in on your reading list, man. You know what I want you to do? Use your astrology to bet these horses for us. (laughs) (laughs) I want Molly's horses. Can you say that? Yeah, into astrology. I'm just open to it. Once they're in the gate, I'll, I'll tell. Well, you don't want to say it yet. One pound Do you, you agree with everything Jeffrey's saying with your astrology? Real, real quick, I was going to tell him, anal retentive, that means clean, is what I was saying. He was like, it, like they're real neat and tight. I didn't mean to say that he was an a-hole. I hope he didn't take no, it. No, 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 I was, no I, one did. I was trying to be humorous oh, by good. saying you could be anal without being an asshole. And anal is like people who are very exacting. Oh, yeah, so that's all. No, okay. I didn't take it wrong at all. But you're right, though. He did get very Gary Spivey-ish, if you will. Sure. Almost spiritual. It, I was almost lost. and I. Think so you're not guy, a spiritual person, BL? You just believe no, in astrology? Schoolgirl. School I still got my schoolgirl skirt. I think Hello. she got a little wet during yeah. Jeffrey's... Uh, <laughs> sure she did. No, no, I like it. But what, if you go back through your she history of women... She hasn't got wet since the 60s. <laughs> if you... Come on, Come on I'm with you. If you go back to your ex-girlfriends or whatever, or everybody that you dated, you will see the sign that you go with will be perfect. And I'm not into astrology. I don't know the moon, fire, water, air. But 
Fez, for instance. He's an Aries. His major mix is a Libra. So a Libra woman, or or whatever it is he winds up with. Man. <laughs> Lieberman. <laughs> Lieberman. <laughs> this poor guy is just looking at me like, who is this old woman? Well, you don't make any sense. Fish. <laughs> Figure Go back. What, what would Ch- Fez do as an Aries? Okay, no, just Google, just Google um, Capricorn man or Aries man and perfect match. It'll tell you what kind of person you should be with. And if you go back to your history, I did. And you know what mine is? I'm a Libra. Mine is Leo. So I went back and all my loves were Leos. They love me. I'm telling you. The lion. Anyone drunk would love you. Leo. It's so for people. Taurus. The fucking sign you're looking for is a glowing Budweiser neon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're at the gate. All right, who, who is she picking here? All right, this is uh, the two horse, the five horse, Look, the eight the horse. four is just taking off. <laughs> oh, come on. Four horse, keep it together. This is Molly's picks? Yeah. Pick? I'm sorry. So we're in the Belmont? Yeah. We got any play-by-play at all? Wait, numbers again? Two five eight. Two five eight. And any of the two come in. Yeah, we got to be top two. Yeah, top two. Yeah. Eight, and eight. the four is. I mean, that's literally a midget there. All right, they, he just got chucked off the horse. Yeah, he did. <laughs> They're all meek Chinese women. <laughs> Shelby's so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> How could someone be turned off by a meek Chinese woman? It's fucking perfect. It's me. Yeah. yeah. Especially when American girls think they're doing you a big favor, like by passing you a napkin or something like that. This girl washes. <laughs> what is she doing? You want a napkin? Oh yeah. God! She washes my shoelaces. I wake oh up in the morning. My, my shoelaces are on hangers. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like she has when, you on she's, suicide watch. She's That's asleep, different. and I get into bed. She gets up and and. Holds up the cover for me to get in. Wow. I've never seen anything like. She, it's embarrassing. She I ever say, do this Please. bit? Oh, Mr. Jeffrey, you're too big. Oh, <laughs> too big. Love you a long time. <laughs> said, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. She wants to carry all the packages. I'm yeah. like, you can't do that. It's this is America. You cannot do that here. It's embarrassing. Well, she grew up in Canton. So the women there are trained very differently. Can't, South or North? Canton Mass? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Canton Mass. Yeah, that's where he's going to be appearing soon. She's always there yeah. for the There's fucking Pro Bowl Hall of Fame game. She doesn't laugh And Canton this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come meet Tony Dorsett in Canton. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where did, where did they get these fucking horses from, Chris? Uh, no, the nine horse now isn't going into the goddamn gates. <laughs> the one horse has been scratched, right? Yeah, one horse got scratched. So that helps us. Yeah. yeah. All right, they're off. They're off. Slow now. We know. Fast Z. There goes Cush McCat again running for purse only. Cush McCat is out for the league. Good Catholic girl is moving with her down toward the inside. There's one Catholic girl. Good Catholic girl. Lonely teardrop with a rush on the outside. Up second now. And that move is followed by Russian Conclave on the outside. Of horse in third good Catholic girl. Now it's amazing the how they stand up on the back. horses. That's Causeway crazy. Down mm-hmm. toward the rail, right <laughs> next to that. They're literally like standing. That's insane. Academy performance. Five yeah, lengths back to Fast Z. Crashing Conclave. And four was the opening quarter mile here. So we don't have shit in this, right? Hold on. It's still going. A three and a half length lead, crashing conclave oh, down. There's a Mikey D horse. Conclave, oh, now that's an ass. On the turn. <laughs> Eight's in it. 
On the far outside, Academy so we need the two eight. Two eight. Dreams and those two moving in tandem as they move toward the top of the stretch. Enchanted Dreams dives Please to an opening back. down toward the rail. Now comes off the Chick inside is such for a some fucking jinx. And the field come comes off, off the turn. Come on from Molly. Come on. Lonely teardrops crashing conclave. Just behind them, Enchanted Dreams is third for long to go. Good Catholic girl with a late run down toward the rail, but too much to do there. Into the final sixteenth. And it's it. lonely teardrops, lonely teardrops we'll on the line, won it. it by four. There's a three-way oh, photo for we'll second among good Catholic girl, crashing conclusion. It's going to be a long day, huh, Chris? It's fucking awful. You're getting killed here. So how much money did you lose? Oh, 60 bucks in total for, all the, for, the, for the day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck, Jeffrey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks. It's going to be... Well, that was Molly's money, so I'll be getting that money from her. In a minute. No, no, we're going to pay for everybody. <laughs> sad night at the pay. bars in Astoria tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking night's a sad night at the bars in Astoria. <laughs> Everybody's in the same position as him, though. They lost their money on the fucking track today. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of fucking losers he hangs around with. What a bunch of sad sacks like fucking Andy Caps. Well, come on. Every, every, I love watching horse races on the air. This is great. Why? It's fun. It's like about the track. We're losing, though. <laughs> I've never, I know for seven years he bets all the time. He's never come in and said, hey, I've got a winner. There's never been like I had a big weekend at the track. He's never gotten over. No. You're no, no never, better never. at it than if somebody was just throwing numbers out. Never a major haul. It's really depressing. Maybe I should stop doing it. What do you think, Jeffrey? I, think, I don't know. I was just thinking all the fans last night wanted to get Chris Stanley drunk. They did, though. That was their goal. Uh, when I want to see was really hammered. <laughs> when I was leaving, I'm heading out to the car, and he's doing this. I just love you, boss. I just <laughs> fucking never tell you how much, you know? You're a fucking great man. I'm like, yeah, I know I am, Chris. Say no. No, not like you say. Love, love. <laughs> like, all right, buddy. Like true love. Like yeah. the real kind. The yeah. real kind of love. Yeah. Just grabbing my lapels real hard. <laughs> Seriously. I go, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Alcoholic, gambling addict. No. Jesus Christ. I take some shots. I yeah. take some bets. With this, <laughs> try to fucking pick one thing to fucking fail at. Don't make it everything. Everything I do needs to hurt me in some way. Sure. Everything, all of it. Maybe it's the diet of constant 99 slice pizza. That's <laughs> being thrifty, okay? He's such a Capricorn. Yeah, he is. He's a Capricorn. He's got another tip right now. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, well, uh, the next Shelby's race is at 324. What time does the editor go down? Editor goes down at a 457. That's the eighth race at Belmont. You don't want to say what horses? No, I mean because people don't want to try to jump on this hot tip that we got. Why? We just we didn't even show up in the first two races. No, it's really depressing. Because he bets like ass. You got to pick the time the school bus comes in, or you got to go. Oh, the clock on the wall says three o'clock. Three two six. What are you, George Target? <laughs> <laughs> the clock on the wall was at three o'clock. That's the last call. No, I won the Kentucky Derby one time because I looked down. Where and were said, you running? <laughs> 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 Saddled up like a day, bitch. I already they, used that they one. They haven't given you a bucket of oats. They were so happy with you. If we know what time the school bus comes, we're all going to jail. <laughs> Rawr, my Leo. <laughs> ah. 
I think we're going to wrap this one up, Fuzzy. Yes, we do. Thank you, Paul Morrissey, for being here. Watch him on The Late Show. I'm going to watch him tonight, buddy. Yeah, good luck with that, man. Awesome. With David Letterman, and then this weekend at the Riverside Theater in Vero Beach, Florida. RiversideTheater.com for tickets. And the Alley Oop Podcast that's available on iTunes. Paul has a website.com. And hosting Gotham Comedy Live tonight. I'm just on it. Gabe oh, Kaplan's it. hosting. Gabe Kaplan's hosting. But Jeffrey will be there with a hot Chinese chick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jeffrey Sorry. will be at the Metropolitan Room at 34 West 22nd Street this Saturday, July 12th. That's at a 10 p.m. show. And you can see him on ComedyMattersTV.com. Subscribe to his YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Gurian News Network. John Fish, thank you for being here. Get thank his you. brand new album on iTunes. He has friends. He has friends! Yes, friends! <laughs> and he'll be appearing at the Candlelight Theater in Ardentown, Delaware, next Thursday, July 17th. That can't be right, the way you're saying that, town. A-R-D-E-N, town. Ardentown. Ardentown. Off the website. Yeah. Mm. NCTstage.org for ticket information and at Johnnyfish on Twitter. Good to see you guys today, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Back. Anytime. Always fun. Anytime. Make sure you go to the iBang. The next Unmasked has been announced. Zach Braff and Kate Hudson yes. together Wow. here at the SiriusXM Studios July 22nd. Go to the iBang to make your reservations. Kate Hudson, quite the looker. Oh, yeah? Cool. And her mom, quite the looker. Mm-hmm. Go the on. Absolutely. All right. That's it for us. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite